Podcast Network. What's a questionable energy drink? Um, I don't think so. The company is Bang. This line is Bang Vooz. I don't know what any of this means. And the flavor is Bliss Kissed. This tells me nothing. This could taste like a kangaroo. Like, I have no <laughs> idea what flavor this is. I can't wait to... I think you're going to love it. <laughs> I might. I think you're going to love it. I'm telling you, it could, it could be Limburger cheese flavored. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> like, it could be anything. I hate that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a journey. Can I see that can, please? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's sealed, so. It also makes claims that it's like... Um, not hydrating. What's Electrolytes. The yeah, but they, yeah, but they used um, a specific word. Osmosis. Osmolality. Osmolality. That's it. Yes. I thought that was an iron L. Which Allison, you know, was like, "Oh, that's weird to see on a drink," and I was like, "It means like absorption or whatever, right?" And she's like, "Yeah." She's like, "I mostly come across it with like lubricants and lotions." Oh. They talk about how much your body will absorb the liquid, like the moisture through through your skin. Yeah. That's the osmolality. And this is talking about the osmolality of this drink that, again, tastes, I guess, like bliss. Do you have more of these? I'm not going to lie. I want to try this. Okay. I want to try one. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah, go for it. You want some in your cup first? Yeah, let me let me down this. <laughs> yeah, pour, pour, so, me, pour me a little. Give me two fingers of that energy drink. Whew. <laughs> I haven't uh, skateboarded home in a long time, so I don't know if it... Oh, yeah, let me smell it. Whoa. <laughs> this is now a beverage review podcast. Yes. What? What is that? It smells like one of the gums, um, one of the tridents I get. It's like a good... Tell me when. That's perfect. That's perfect. Um, Whose fingers, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. This is clear. Andre the Giant. <laughs> um, this does smell like gum. It smells like... Uh, like tropical whatever gum like a vague tropical like passion oh my god oh my god no 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 the orange one the trident the orange one that came out what was that i forget what that's called but that's the one i'm thinking that's exactly the one and that's got like kiwi and passion fruit and something like three three flavors listed or whatever on it but that's what it smells like that's exactly what it smells like this is gonna be terrible oh oh there's no carbonation in this no flavor wise it's not that bad it's not. It needs carbonation. It would be better carbonated, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess maybe you can't osmolal enough if it's carbonated. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, th- I think the science will back me up there. I think so, too. This is... Mm? <laughs> Patent pending, though. <laughs> We're test subjects? It literally says... Is this a test market? Philadelphia is a test market for bang vooze. It literally says, furthermore, patent pending vooze is osmolality optimized, empowered by critical osmolite and immune boosting ingredients, zinc and vitamin D3. Vibe with vooze. Vibe with vooze. If they picked me up wandering along the side of the highway, one shoe off... Dirt on my face, mm. missing for three days, and all I could say was "bang vooz." <laughs> I got bliss kissed. I got, I got bliss, bliss kissed. kissed. They'd be like, he was abducted by aliens. <laughs> this is so weird and kind of good. Yeah, Do you need to shake it because I feel like I'm getting a different note. <laughs> you have to mix it. You have to mix it. Yeah. Do I love this? You may. You might. There's bad. definitely something else in there. All the vooze sank to the bottom. <laughs> yeah. it. 
I think I love this. <laughs> Alright. All right. This podcast is off to a good start. Woo! I got boozed. Well, welcome to the show. Oh, hey, we're here. Welcome welcome back. Well, thank this you. This is your fourth time? I think so. I believe so, or fifth time. Thir- third time IRL. Yes. Yeah, we did... Uh, Hubie. Hubie. Yeah, we did Hubie. Hubie was on the Zoom. Yeah. Yeah, this might be your fifth time. What? Last time was the Babadook. Oh, right. And we did Vibrations, and we did... And before that, we did uh, Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. So, yeah. Hey. Oh, Five Timers Club. Do five I get a jacket? Club. Like SNL? Uh, I, I, from the last time you were here, I was like, oh, I have to design patches. Yeah. So I'm going to design um, five and ten... Because t- Crystal just crossed the Ten Timers Club thing um, in our last episode. Yeah. Which, the, the reason I bring that up is that was her birthday episode. It drops on her birthday, which is why I insisted she be our guest. Similarly... We're recording this live on your birthday. Yeah, we are. Happy birthday. This is what I do <laughs> on my birthday. <laughs> I have so many podcasts scheduled for today. Oh, my God. You're going to be on Lies. WTF. Mm-hmm. you got to be on Serial for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to solve yep. it. <laughs> yeah. My favorite murder. My favorite murder. Unbothered. I'll be on that. Yeah, now i got a busy day, so we should, we got to move it along. Got to keep this going. Yeah. So thank you for uh, coming on, and you chose this film. I did. Um, hello, excellent humans. Welcome to another episode of Hate Watch, Great Watch. I'm your host, Hunter Bush, and with me, my special guest guest host today. It's me. It's Nicole. Am I Smalls on here? Am I Nicole on here? Yeah, I'm Nicole K. It's your birthday. It is my, oh my God. <gasps> oh, what should you call me? Call me Ruth. Call me Ruth, yeah. And you'll see why. Yeah, you can, it's great. Red Hot Ruth. Red Hot Ruth on the mic? (laughs) It's not bad, actually. It's It's a pretty, it's a pretty good DJ name. It's a good name. (laughs) Red Hot Ruth. I like that. Red Hot Ruth. And he was Wild Man Stroll. That's not also not a bad DJ name. It's not. <laughs> Red Hot Ruth and Wild He's Man's got a Girl. voice for radio. He that really Kelsey Grammer. It's Kelsey Grammer, hey. man. Uh, it's Dance Till Dawn. as a made-for-TV film, 1988, directed by Paul Schneider. Uh, it was made for TV, so it's unrated. But I'm going to say this would have been PG. I can't imagine it being even PG-13. I it's don't very, think so. It's very tame. They mention, like, sex and divorce and whatever. And it's there's stuff at the fringes, but it's not mm. in any way like PG-13. No, nah, I don't for, think like, so. 88. I don't think so. Um, one hour, 40 minutes. That's a solid. Yeah, that's a good runtime. Because with commercials, what, it's like two hours on TV, Yes, right? oh, yeah, on TV, this is probably two hours, sure. Yeah, this is wild. You brought this up uh, because the cast is insane. The cast is the best... Do you want to give a rundown of the cast? I will read the cast that I wrote down, the listed okay. cast, and um, as I go to them, you say what television show everyone Ooh. would know them from. Okay. So wait, first, yeah. the only reason I know about this movie is because for Christmas two years ago, maybe, Nicole, not me, Nicole, my wife, Nicole, let me get that out of the way, bought me this tape for Christmas because she found it on eBay, or maybe it was like an Instagram. Either way, neither of us had ever heard of it before, and Christine Applegate's in it, so I had to have it. Yeah. yeah, big Capelgate stands. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So that's a perfect place to start. As Patrice, Christina Applegate, which everybody would know from Married with Children. There you go. And which uh, we were reading an article about this before we started recording. This that was in its second season when mm-hmm. this came out. Margaret, played by Tempest Bledsoe. 
Cosby Show. There you go. Which they said four seasons at this point. Four seasons, I think. Yeah. Um, Kevin is Brian Bloom, who had come off of uh, was it Young and the Restless? I think it was a different one. Was it Days of Our Lives? I don't remember. As the world turns, I don't know. It was one of them. It was not General Hospital. It was not General Hospital. Hold on, let me. I screenshotted that paragraph because it had a lot of useful information. It was As the World Turns. Okay. Larry Johnson, played by Cliff D. Young, character actor Cliff D. Young. Nancy Johnson, his wife, played by Mary Fran, who I, I was like, I know her. Why do I know? Yeah, her? what was she in? She was a Newhart. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. The whole time. I was like, I know this woman's face, and I did this before, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, I know her. Let me look her up. And that's like the number one, like, you would know Easily. her from New, yeah. Newhart. And I was like, that's right, I do. <laughs> sure would. Good call. Basically, this movie starred everyone who was actively on TV yeah. in 1988. The article you sent me, I'll, I'll link to it. it. It basically said, like, that was the idea. It was like, they had done um, a, a, at least one previous made-for-TV movie called Crash Course. Oh, oh my God. Oh, I love you know that. This? Yes. Well, I looked it up because they kept mentioning it, and it also has Brian Bloom and Edie McClurg and, and Tempest Bledsoe, right? And Tempest Bledsoe, and I, I think Matt Perry too. I think so. Oh my god! Which is like about a, a driver's ed course. Like it's fantastic. I've never seen it. We saw it on streaming somewhere ten years ago. Okay. And tried to find it and couldn't find it yeah. since. It's really good. Okay. I'll, yeah, I'm going to look for it because, like, I love stuff like this. Yeah. And apparently, like, it was the same production, like, group. Uh, so they were like, oh, we should do this again. But the idea now was, like, let's get everybody from all these disparate TV shows that are popular right now with the kids mm-hmm. that everybody loves. And we'll get somebody from every one of them. And every, we'll, we'll basically be, like, a crossover. It's This is basically the Avengers for, <laughs> like, TV sitcom stuff in the 80s. Right. Yes, the most ambitious crossover ever, <laughs> ever created. <laughs> Tracy Gold. From Growing Pains. Growing Pains. Uh, Carol Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer. From Cheers. From Cheers. Pre-Frasier. That's right. I uh, mean, still Frasier. Still Frasier. But pre-solo, pre-solo solo show Frasier. Uh, Edie McClurg. She was in the Hogan Family when this came out. Yeah, that's yeah. like a show that I cannot find anywhere. Oh, it's on, um, it's on Antenna TV. Do you Never know what Antenna TV is? It's no. a it's a cable. Well, no, not cable, but it's like a TV station. Oh, okay. It's like a live TV station, and they play stuff from back in the day. It's kind of like Nick at Night, honestly. What Nick at Night was when we were younger, right? It's kind of like that, but all day. Oh, okay. And they do blocks of shows. Um, and for a while, the Hogan family was on like Sunday mornings. I would watch it. Oh, okay. I exclusively referred to her as Mrs. Poole. Kind yeah. of, I kind of still do. And this is, yeah. But like, you know, I've tried to be like, well, her name is Edie McClark, so maybe we should call her that. Yeah. And she's been in a million other things. Yes, a million things. Uh, Bueller. Oh yeah, uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. That's right. Yeah. Well, uh, Airborne. Is she an Airborne? Yes, yeah, she's an oh, Airborne. Is she uh, uh, Seth Green's sure mom? Is. She sure oh, is. Oh wow, I haven't I haven't seen that in so long. Yeah. That's that's good. Casting. It's great. It's great. <laughs> She's the best. Right. I remember she she he's like passed out laying on the bed and she's like, It's drugs, it's drugs. <laughs> yes. He's like, I'm just tired. Dude, she is a national treasure. She's great. I love her and every time she shows up at something. Yeah, but the Hogan family for years, I was like, I have these very vague recollections of like a TV show that might not have existed. No, it did. And it was called Valerie first. It was Valerie Harper's show. Really? Yeah. And it was called The Hogan Family Later? Uh yeah, because they uh they killed her character. she was the mom. It was like Valerie Harper was the mom with three boys. Jason Bateman was one of the boys. And the father was a a pilot, I believe. And he was kind of just like never around because he was flying places. She was raising the kids. Yeah. Yeah. But um, they killed her off. She died in a fire because Valerie Harper got into heat with the production team. Wow. Basically because they wouldn't pay her what she was worth. (laughs) Right. All the things. So then they killed her. 
And that's when Sandy Duncan came in as their aunt. Frequent guest of the show, Gabby. Gabby mm-hmm. Reeves, we were talking about Scream 6. Oh, yeah. But I was like, I've never seen Scream 6, because they were like, oh, we're not paying Nev Campbell. Campbell. Right, right. We're not going to pay her whatever she asked to come back. It's like this whole... Like the whole thing. The whole franchise is built on her back. Right. I was like, maybe in the seventh one, they're like, hey, we brought her back. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll see this, the seventh one. Like, uh, I wonder if she would even do it. Mm. Now you're going to have to pay even more than I was asking last time. Oh, God, I hope she makes bank if they do it. This is my spite fee. <laughs> she deserves it. <laughs> so, yes, then, Alyssa Milano. Hot on Who's the Boss? Yeah, second year. Matthew Perry, who had come off of a thing that I had to look up called Boys Will Be Boys that ran for like 21 episodes, so I'm guessing one season. And the plot is a ne'er-do-well comes back from the afterlife to help his younger son stay on the straight and narrow. Matthew, this was obviously pre-Friends, right? Yes. Matthew Perry is great. And he was good in this. He right? was good in this. But he's, like... he's kind of a joke character. Yes. Like the whole movie, you're kind of like, he's monosyllabic yeah yeah like kind of dopey and yeah he's always going huh he's kind of just like the the purse holder you know he's like the purse holder boyfriend he was great in it though he is good like yeah there's not a bad performance in this it took me 20 minutes or so to like (laughs) calibrate to like the tone because it's all over the place we'll get to that and it just comes in hot too yes oh yeah it just starts and we're like we're rolling um alan thick also growing pains. Also growing pains. Chris Young, who I knew from a couple things, but apparently he was c- coming off the final season of Max Headroom. The only other two people I have credited are uh, Graham Jarvis, who's a character actor. That's uh, what's his putts, the guy up on the mountain. The guy with the telescope. With the telescope, yeah. yeah. And uh, Louis Arquette, who's the uh, pawn shop owner. Right, right. Um, frequent character actor. And uh, David Arquette, father. <laughs> <laughs> David Arquette, father. Of Scream, of Scream fame. What I love about this kind of movie, it's kind of like an all... You know how back in the in the 80s when there were award shows, it would be like all of the NBC kids are doing a song and dance number that they don't really right. want to do and it's very hokey and cheesy, but like you get to see everybody. Right. And that's how I feel about this. I'm like, this is like... it. It's, it's, that's exactly what you want is all of these people that are like... Right. It's in the, the zeitgeist. It's the appeal of those like anti-drug things when mm-hmm. they're like it's alf and it's peewee and yeah, it's the ninja yeah, yeah, turtles yeah. and it's yep. like the cosby kids and it's like right. whoever and we're all together and we're all telling you like don't do drugs right. or whatever it's the appeal of that exactly without having to like scale it around like a tragedy teaching us a lesson or right a, yeah PSA. or like or like a we are the world thing which again right, like, right, right. without being like oh we're, we're tying it to some serious issue right again it's the avengers it's like we got all of the characters you like all right. these actors together and they're gonna goof around and have fun right and, and let's be honest if it were not all of these very good actors this would have been terrible like if they just like if someone's like we want to make this movie for tv yeah it would have been awful right if if nobody in this had either been anyone or gone on to anything you'd be like that was fine right right it's because it's you know it's got a tv budget so it's not like there's nothing in it where you're like wow never saw that before yeah it's an all-in-one night film follows like these it's a group of kids on the eve of their senior prom, and then it's preparing for the prom, then it's the prom, then it's after the prom, and that's when we wrap up the next morning. And a couple of their parents we follow as well. Um, Thank God. Yeah. The keystone of mm-hmm. this film is the Edie McClure, <laughs> Kelsey Grammer relationship. Yeah. They're a married couple. <laughs> they're a married couple. Their daughter is Tracy Gold. Yeah. And they're so fucking funny. They're so funny together. Edie McClure obviously hilarious on her own right she yes. she can't she can't lose no matter what she's in she can't lose she's no, always a winner i've never seen her in a thing where she doesn't work in every scene like she's not not in every scene necessarily like right she's but in, she steals the show but she's when she's every time. she shows up and she's in one scene and you're like she's perfect yeah she always has like the most memorable line yeah 
the best delivery. Kelsey Grammer. She has that, like, Catskills comedian. Like, she knows exactly how to deliver a yes. line that makes it a punchline, whether Truly. it is or not. Exactly. And you always love her. Like, tell me someone who's like, oh, Eden McClurg, not a fan. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, no, unless, she's not Unless for you're me. like, she's a bad tipper or something. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But Kelsey Grammer, like, he's, the older that I've gotten, right, the more I appreciate Kelsey Grammer and the funnier I think he is. Like, I've been watching Frasier reruns lately, and, like, you know, I would watch it when it was on, and I've caught it in reruns. Sure. But now I actively watch it, because I'm like, man, as much as I don't want to adore these, like, uptight, rich, white guys. Right. They're fucking brilliant. It's really funny. the show is brilliant. He is funny. Whatever. So... I'm not surprised that he had the comedic chops in this. He just has great delivery. He's got like a similar energy to early Tom Hanks when Tom Hanks was like comedy only. Sure. That weird manic thing where he just seems like he's barely holding on. Yes. He he does that really well. And that's something that always cracks me up. <laughs> and yeah, in this, he's the two a of them, fucking lunatic. Two, the two of them playing off of each other because he's like the uptight. Well, yes. At first, he's the uptight dad yeah, overprotective he's a, he's a pharmacist. pharmacist dad who like and you know when we walk in on Edie McClurg playing air guitar air guitar she's air guitar rocking in her out. curlers and then he comes in and she kind of like tightens up yeah you know, she sits back like, down and puts on like talk talk mm-hmm, tv or the news mm-hmm. or whatever yeah so he's for all intents and purposes like the straight guy yeah but he's like you said he's unhinged so he's not the straight guy <laughs> no immediately too yeah. it's not like a slow decline it's, I guess Edie McClurg I guess it's like the Ed Rooney thing of like Rooney is like button you know tight, tightly wound and buttoned up and whatever and slowly as the film goes on he's like degrading himself worse and worse oh, he's losing until he's it. Yeah. just like filthy and like uh-huh. he's been attacked by dogs Which and is kind of, yeah, kicked in the face by ferris's sister or uh-huh. whatever and then like he's gotta just be like absolutely humbled by riding the bus like with yeah. all these kids who he's trying to be an authority figure to and uh-huh. he looks like a fucking lunatic yep that's kind of that's an arc yes whereas kelsey Grammer just comes home He's like, ah, another great day at work. And he sits down and he's like, isn't that right, dear? And she's like, oh, yeah. And then Tracy Gold comes down and is like, I'm going to prom. And he's like, what? I lost my mind. <laughs> like, and he's immediately fucking like dialed up to 11. <laughs> because yep. Tracy Gold is, is the nerd, right? Yes. Uh, she's she, the... she is Angela and her best friend is Margaret. That's uh, Tempest Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. And there, Tracy Gold is like an artist, but she's going to go to a Bible school because that is what would make her parents happier. Right. That's the school her parents wanted her to go to. Tempest Bledsoe is like a fashion, uh, like a fashionista, and she just got accepted to like a fashion college. They loved her designs. Right. They have, have this uh, whole conversation of, as you know, like telling you, <laughs> like if I was like, uh, hey, Nicole, you, you, you help run the uh, South Street Art Mart, and you have for just over four years now. You don't say, Hunter. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> it's one of those where you're like, yeah, why would you say this to your friend? She right. definitely knows she got accepted right. into that college. <laughs> you got accepted into art school because you're good at art. That's why you got accepted into art school. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love anytime a movie does. Because, like, as a writer, like, you have to figure out ways to let your audience know who these characters are and what they're And there's a lot are. of characters in this, right? Yes. So they got to, like, make it pretty clear off the bat. Yeah, there's so many kids. And it's weirdly structured. So, okay, that's what I, I wanted to get back to the weird structure. It, there are so many characters, first of all. It's so interspersed and so many things cross over each other in mm-hmm. different ways. And if I had to pick who I think our two main characters are, I would say it's Dan and Angela. And they're not together ever in the film. They're not one couple. Brian Bloom and Alyssa Milano? Dan's Chris Young. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Angela's Tracy Gold. Right. I think those are our two main characters. They're the ones whose arcs we follow the most. 
maybe i don't know that there are main characters I, yeah, the argument could be made yeah yeah like i i think i think that tracy gold is the main character okay i think sure well i the only reason well, then I, because the only reason i thought dan is because we start with dan and we end with dan that's true that's and true. like his whole thing is like the overarching of the but he's not even part of the prom and the prom is the main thing. right he's doing his own non-prom thing with Alyssa milano okay I'm going to try, right? Okay. I'm, I'm going to try to summarize it. All right, right, let's do it. So, 1988, all the kids you know from TV, all the teenagers you know from TV, and some of the adult people you know from TV, right? The major networks back in the day, right? All based on one night. It's prom night. Everybody wants to go to prom, right? So you got the adults and you got the kids. The adults are the parents. The kids are going to prom, right? You have the popular kids, the not popular kids. Tracy Gold is not popular. Dan is not... Chris Young is not popular. Nope. It's that classic, like, the really jockey well he's not even a jock but like the really hot popular yeah brian bloom really hot popular guy on a bet takes the nerdy girl out to prom eventually she finds out and she's into it and then she's not into it yeah she's all that in one night it's she's all that in one night right (laughs) chris young his dad is on thick and his dad's like i'm a stud i'm a stud i'm a stud and chris young's actually a nerd and he's like but i'm I'm gonna make my dad think pretend and think i'm a, a stud so he acts like he's going to prom. He doesn't. He runs into Alyssa Milano, who is a popular girl who got dumped by that asshole who is now taking Tracy Gold to prom. They meet up, and that popular girl actually likes that nerdy guy, and it's real cute. And the parents try to interject because Kelsey Grammer's like, my daughter's not going to prom because that's that's where fucks happen, you know, right? <laughs> that's yes. basically, right? Yeah. And Because well, he's the like, pharmacist. He sold condoms right. to Brian Bloom earlier. He did. He did. So the parents are involved because Tracy Gold's parents are like, not my daughter. And Eden McClure's just kind of long for the ride. Yeah. And Chris Young's dad is like, I'm a single dad and my boy's a stud. And oh, no, I'm on a date and I'm trying to bang. But he forgot his corsage and my you know, buzzkill date is like, we got to bring him the corsage. <laughs> so they do. I don't think that's really a summary. <laughs> right? Well, you didn't even mention Patrice oh or my God. Roger. Right, because there's Christina Applegate. <laughs> there's so many people. There's so many people, but somehow it works. It does. It I, does. I think that you get who the people are, and it all makes sense, maybe because it is based on this one event. Yeah, no. Right? There's, like, reveals about who the characters are and stuff throughout the... throughout. It's, again, it's an hour and 40 minutes, and you have, like, I don't know over a dozen characters mm-hmm. and but they do a really good job of like balancing screen time yeah like everybody in this gets an arc yeah maybe they're not the most elaborate arcs or the, they're not Shyamalan twist arcs or right. whatever it's like no, no no like you can sort of see where this is going although Nancy and Larry they've been married since they were in uh, high school high school sweethearts and yeah Larry always wanted to be a guitar player and he, th- he thinks he had the chops yeah. but he had to you know they had to get a house and then they had a kid and he had to get a regular job and she has a regular job and they're coming out of the hippie era I forget they say their graduating classes are like 60 whatever like 64 68 69 like in there at the different parents mm-hmm. so you're like oh okay so they're coming out of the hippie era and then they had to like you know sell out kind of you know and get these regular jobs and you know so Larry's disillusioned. And they're clearly well off. Like yeah. they're, they're well to do. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, so they're not happy together. And then they're they're chaperoning this prom. And all night they're just like, like Larry's being a dick. And then she's like, well, maybe we should get a divorce. And then he seems sad. But then when he kind of like pulls it back in and he's like, oh, you know, we're getting along. And then it's like, how come we haven't had sex in two years? <laughs> and I'm like, Larry, you're really fucking like, like really not nailing it, man. Wait, wait, but you're, can we go back to the first time we see Larry? Yes. Right? So Christine Applegate's getting ready for the prom. Yes. And she's being a brat, 
right? Yeah. So yeah. She, she's the she's like. Mad. They have the biggest wheel of brie. My favorite line in the whole movie. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you say? Larry said someone had to put brie on the table, yeah. and he fucking meant that shit. He was mad because yeah. the wife's like, "You're not a guitar player," and he's like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. The, the the first time that we see Larry, he's walking around as Christina Applegate is getting ready for her prom with his guitar on. Yes, he's got a tie-dye shirt and he's noodling in a back room. You can hear him. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's just wearing the guitar the whole yeah. time to kind of signify, like, this is who Larry is yeah. and, and his wife's bringing him down. Right. Right? I, you're right. How do you summarize this movie? No, everybody's got, like, actual character and, like... Yeah. And the actors are all very good. And they're this all is, really good. They're TV actors, so, like, you know, especially for TV at the time, it wasn't episodic the way it is now. It wasn't, like, a lot... It was very contained. Every episode, you had to reestablish who your character was. Yeah. Like, every time, you know, who's the boss? Like, we had to know, like, what's Angela's deal? What's Tony's deal? What's yeah. Mona's deal? And what was Alyssa Milano's name on that? Samantha. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, you had to figure out what their deal was every episode. You had to reestablish that. So, like, they're very used to cramming, like, True. all this character into a little bit of runtime. True. And this is, you know, uh, you know, all told, they probably have about as much screen time as your average television show. If not more. A little more. Yeah. yeah. So, like, this isn't outside their wheelhouse. Right. But they all do a really good job. Because, yeah, I have whole ideas of, like, who pretty much everybody is. They're really fleshed out. Yeah. Like, everybody's really fleshed out. And what so what's strange to me about this movie is that, so we named all the, the teen actors of the time, right? Yeah. Christine Applegate, Tempest Bledsoe, Chris Young, Tracy Gold, Alyssa Milano, right? Uh, especially Alyssa Milano, right? Yeah. So, 1988, I was six, okay. right? But I was actively watching TV at, like, three. Sure. Right? Like, I, like, had a... I knew how to work the VCR, you know? Making bootlegs. It was, it was a, I was. I was. I was making, like, Kids Incorporated bootlegs. But um, I still have some. They were on Betamax, though. Oh, uh, wow. And I gotta find a, I gotta find a Betamax player. But so, I was getting teen magazines when I was six, seven, eight, right? right I don't understand how I'd never seen this, heard of it, heard whisperings of it saw a picture of it at nothing no. no like crickets nothing no. like i told you like guest of the show frequent guest of the show brian beerman and i one of our favorite pastimes is to watch old commercials yeah like put on youtube blocks of old commercials and try right. to find stuff we haven't seen especially if it's like local tv yeah where it's like oh it's from kansas city and so so it's gonna be like kansas city news anchors popping right. in with weird i'm like i love this stuff i can't believe i've never even seen a commercial never heard of this i had no idea right i have recorded taped off tv on betamax actually andy williams and the nbc kids search for santa like it's great it's, yeah. and you can see it on youtube it's like super shitty quality um not mine somebody else's but <laughs> like mine's good <laughs> mine's an original it's not called beta mid okay <laughs> <laughs> i take my beta to the max um but i, I like so like how did this sneak by, past yeah. all of us i don't i think it's a great tragedy it, it's because it's it, and it's good it like it's not good. anything where you're like oh this is life changing but man everybody's really good in it yeah it's very funny it is it's like legitimately funny but, but maybe that's because all of these actors have good chops right like, yeah and uh also i noticed like throughout the movie a lot of them are playing against type not everybody mm -hmm. but like okay so christine applegate uh when you first meet her she seems like she's going to be the popular girl like she's the she's the prom queen she's whatever and then you find out like not even it's not even like an end of the movie reveal mm -mm. but it, like halfway through you find out like she's not 
gonna be the prom queen she would like to be she really wants to be but right. she's the one who helped like plan the prom and probably helped count all the votes mm-hmm. and whatever like she's doing all this stuff but like everybody there who's probably actually popular who aren't really in this movie yeah they kind of view her as like a dork yeah or like she's popular because she says so yeah she's pop like popular adjacent yeah but it's because it's not cool to try right like it's kind of the vibe right 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 but like you kind of we kind of quickly see that no one really gives a shit yeah because she uh, one of the jokes in the movie is like her her dad larry's like what color is that dress and she's like it's puce uh and we'll get to that because boy did that upset hunter i was just like i don't think that's puce because uh, like you know i've i've seen some colors <laughs> I guess it's a weird thing to, to brag about. No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it really it really got it under his skin. But I was like, yeah, I don't think that's puce because it looks very red. Like vermilion. It looked like a vermilion to me. You were listening to the puce podcast? <laughs> yeah, the puce cast. <laughs> the puce cast. <laughs> I said this while we were watching it. Puce is a horrible word. Worst. It sounds like an alien in a comedy from probably the 80s that's like, I'm going to puce. <laughs> And then throws Gross. up out of a uh, probably a speeding pickup truck. Oh, definitely a speeding pickup truck. <laughs> it's ET ate one too many Reese's. He <laughs> <laughs> puces all over the side of Elliot's dad's van. Oh, not Elliot's dad's van. I have a. It's not a conspiracy theory. I don't know what you'd call it. Okay. But I have a take. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm not going to not mention "Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead." Sure. Right? Yeah. I'm not going to not. Great movie. Classic cinema. The best movie. I think that this movie is what happened if Sue Ellen's mom and dad stayed together. Okay, ride with me. Ride Interesting, with me. okay. Ride with me, right? So in Don't Tell Mom Babysitter's Dead, the dad is a deadbeat and doesn't give... He, he's not in the picture at all. Yeah, and he's gonzo. They, he's gonzo, and they make it clear that like even if they asked him for help, he wouldn't help, right? right. So mom flakes off with some dude in Australia, right? right. Mom, she's uh, still got her groove backing. Yes, precisely. <laughs> and the kids are alone. Sue Ellen makes it work. She becomes an adult. She lies and gets a good job in a fashion industry right, right. she does a fashion show she yeah, gives a speech at the five end. of them or whatever right uh Kids. sue ellen kenny melissa zach walter five yeah, five sue ellen is a good person you're rooting for her, even though she lied to get the job because she's underage like she still does good right yes she handles things yeah she's like a selfish kid at the beginning but once she's like well i have to get a job then i guess she doesn't want to it's not like oh i'll do it but she's like, well, of all of us, I'm the only well, one who could. Well, they flip for it. Yeah. Yeah, Kenny they flip, wins. Uh, uh, pizza? Mama Celeste. Mama Celeste pizza, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I remember correctly. <laughs> Any other questions? Yeah. <laughs> Any um, other very specific questions about that movie? No? Okay. She puts her whole ass into it. Like, well, she does. Like, well, she gets that shitty job at Clown Dog, and it, yeah. she's like, fuck this. And then she gets the really nice job in the fashion industry. It's right. about the fashion industry. But I think that this is what happens if her dad stuck around. She becomes a spoiled brat asshole right. they don't have other kids because they had her and then they're like this is enough this is good this We're... is more than enough right. right and so then she like tries to run shit at school and she can't and no one really likes her and then at the end she gives that speech at prom because oh, she which never is the meets fa- rose so she never, she never has rose. Exactly. rose is like her yoda exactly where she's like i will you know you have potential i mm-hmm. just you just need to know a few things yeah harness it yeah right the scene where christine applegate and matthew perry are sitting on the ground outside waiting for a ride because they don't have a ride anymore yeah. right that's literally sue Elle and the kids waiting for brian to come yeah in the clown dog in the clown dog but instead of brian coming she's with brian right you know what I'm saying? Yes. because brian yeah. is matthew perry it's like sliding doors yeah. You don't know the, the, the no. what if Paltrow? Okay. 
<laughs> no, I don't, but I'm with you. <laughs> I was I was going to ride with you, though. Uh, it's a Gwyneth Paltrow movie where um, she doesn't get on the subway. The subway doors close. It's, you know, mm. And so that's the sliding doors. Mm. So mm-hmm. um, since she missed that, that train, her life is totally different. Oh, Butterfly Effect. Yeah, it's that. Got it. Okay. And then they, it keeps cutting back and forth between these two parallel worlds. That's what this is. And, uh, yeah. This is sliding. This is Christine Applegate sliding doors. You know, you could actually like make this a trailer. When she was at prom announcing prom queen, which she thought was going to be her, right? She, yeah. She was like <laughs> in the bag. She was giving a speech like Sue Ellen gives a speech at the fashion show at the end. Yeah. She was pretty sure she was going to be prom queen. Yeah. But she also wasn't that bothered that Roger wasn't prom king. Oh, like, no. She sort of goes, no. oh, that's a bummer, Roger. I voted for you. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. She's like, now prom queen. And it's not her. Roger's kind of abused yeah <laughs> it's it's kind of an emotionally abusive relationship it really. is yes but nothing ever gets this heavy in this movie so no 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 all that stuff is thought. there like i said that's yeah. one of the things that's like at the fringes there's all this stuff that's like you're like oh this movie could could be about this yeah it could just be like a light fun thing that like has these like moments in it it could have been a show it could have been a show this could have been a backdoor pilot for a probably pretty fucking good show like, honestly a pretty fucking good show like, you have all of these people who are connected, you have their family lives, and you have their school life. Like, this could have been a killer show. And also, especially for the time, how interesting would it be to have a show that is set in the summer after their senior year before going to college? Uh, what if what if the show was every summer, and we didn't really deal with, like, all their... Oh, my God. Like, because every show was, like, high school and then college or yeah. whatever, you know? But what if it was like, oh, no, this is the time in between? Oh, my God. I would have loved it. Right? You start a show with, like, in the last week of whatever thing, and then it's how they grow and change over the summer. And then the season ends with them going back in the fall for the next semester or whatever. Oh, my God. It's a great idea. Oh, opportunity missed. Right. This whole movie is a tragedy of what could have been. So, uh, not the last time you were here, but uh, previous episode. 36. We talked Ooh. about how to remake Vibrations. Oh, yeah. And we pitched that in that article that you sent me. Yeah. Uh, it was while we Vanity were watching Fair it. article? I think it was Vanity yeah. Fair, yes. Tracy Gold suggests, like, hey, what if we not remade this, but, like, Long Gap sequeled it, where now all the actors who played the kids <gasps> are the parents. And I was like, that's exactly the idea that I would pitch. That's that's fantastic. And then what if that was the backdoor pilot for the series that we just described, where it takes place in the summer in between all these things? Is there a better title for a show that's all about the summer in between, like summer in between each year of school than Dance Till Dawn? No, there's not. That's a great title. It's a great title. You don't even have to change the IP. No, it's right there. It's right there. It's great. Yeah. So, okay. So if anybody out there listening has Tracy Gold's contact info. Yeah. And can put us in touch. We have a great pitch. A fantastic pitch. <laughs> for, for Dance Till Dawn. Oh my god, what if, like, Kelsey Grammer came back still, though? As, like, still as the, the same character? What if he's basically Martin Crane, where he's, like, angry old dad who <gasps> oh used to run the pharmacy, god. but now, like, the, you know, pharmacies all got closed, like, independent pharmacy got closed down by, you know... First of all, Fraser could never. Okay, <laughs> Fraser could never. Martin Crane is amazing. He is. He is he's, great. Oh, he's so good. He was great. But no, that same kind of like angry, yeah. grouchy. Just yeah. like sitting in his chair and mm-hmm. you know, being pithy. Yeah. And puttering around the house. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and maybe man. now he's retired, and so now all he does is snoop on. Oh kids. my god! Or maybe he's back to being a wild man. Maybe he's the wild. What man. if he's like fucking? Oh, in his wild. old age. In yeah. his old age, he's just like yeah. grandpa. Maybe you should slow down. He's like, what are they gonna do? Arrest me? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. 
oh, this could be fantastic. This could <laughs> this be could great. This could be really good. Yeah. Like he gets pulled over for speeding and he's like, switch seats with me. Uh-huh. But the, and the cop is uh, Brian Bloom. <laughs> oh, the cop should definitely be Brian Bloom. He should you definitely be. You know he be... is. Huh? You, you know he's going to be the cop. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, the hometown cop. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Boy, Brian Bloom. I, I just kept being like, what a handsome human being. He's real handsome. It's wild. Yeah. It's like, it looks like AI. Like, it looks like... Yeah, his it, eyes are very captivating. You told Mid-Journey, <laughs> a handsome man, please. And right. it's like, oh, this is just a photo. It's Brian Bloom's headshot, I'm yeah. sure. He's like, he's got like high cheekbones. I mean, he's got like Jesse and the Ripper's hair in this kind of... Oh, totally, yeah. <laughs> and But yeah. he's got these like piercing blue eyes. Yeah. And every time he's just like looking in the camera and I was just like, man... Like I was like, what what do I know him from? And it's like a, it's a bunch of stuff. He's but he's that's the thing is he's very memorable looking. So right, it's not any like big roles and things. But I'm like, oh, I've seen this. It's probably from that. Yeah. But most of his stuff recently is uh, voice work, video game work, and cartoons and stuff. And I was just like, that's not fair. <laughs> that's a job for people like me. <laughs> we need to see that mug. <laughs> people who look like me. Yeah, put him in front of the camera. Make me the Green Lantern or whatever. <laughs> I, what ha, do, have you seen a picture of him recently? Yeah, still looks good. See, I don't know. His IMDb, you know. You know what? Good for him. Yeah. He's um, like, I got all this, and it's and and I'm not giving it to you. He's not trading on his looks. Good no, for, he's good not. For you. He's no. not. I'm a fucking actor. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm just like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> we also have to talk about Chris Young in this. So he plays the really nerdy kid because he wears glasses. Yes, know? Chris Young, very handsome. He's so cute. This yeah, he's, kid. He's, he, you know. It's I not... feel like Brian Bloom is like a man, yes. and I feel like Chris Young is like a boy. It's it's little brother. Even though they're supposed to be the same age. Yes, they're yeah, supposed yeah. to be. The same, but yeah, it's like little brother. Like, but he's like, he's so cute. He's a cute, handsome little kid, right. and they put him in glasses and comb his hair. So he's like, ah, nerd, nerd, right? Nobody likes him. Nobody. <laughs> Alyssa Milano doesn't want to be seen with him at first, right? You know? And pussy hound Alan Thicke, which is like <laughs> one of my favorite things. <laughs> It's just like what? Great, another photo of Jupiter. Where was that? Where's that? What is it? Oh, it was Heather Locklear. Heather Locklear. Yeah, he's like, where's the Heather Locklear poster? He's like, I guess I hung that up at mom's. Like he's like, <laughs> he's like, I don't know. I don't want to have like a, a a stroke poster in my room in case I have friends come over, Dad. And, <gasps> and Alan Thicke's like, why not? Oh God, he's like, yeah, that's my boy. That's my boy. Nothing but poon. Yeah, it's yeah. It, again, it's like that's playing against type, like right. Jason. Jason Seaver. Jason Seaver. Jason Seaver yep. is Alan Thicke. Okay. On that show, he's so wholesome. He's the, you know. Mike. Yeah. You know, he's everybody like, needs advice, Dad. Yeah. Like, yeah. And in this, I think it's probably a lot of fun to just be like, oh, I get to be kind of a shit heel. That's great. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm he's so blast. horny. He is, yeah. But he's like confidently horny. You know, he, he's not he like. He's Peppy Le Pew horny. Like he's. Yeah. He brings home this date who's, he's a, he's a, div- a divorced marriage counselor. Perfect. Which is a great punchline of, of a description. Yep. Um, and then he brings home another uh, therapist as his date. And, you know, they're talking about like work and stuff and whatever. And he's like, can I make you a drink? And she's like, a banana daiquiri. And he's like, I'm all out of bananas. I hope you like bourbon. <laughs> like, and you're just like, and then he does the, like two finger guns. And he's like, what's you, you know, like, oh, he's such a scumbag. And she's like, oh, your son, uh, he's at prom and whatever. And he's like, yeah, he won't be home all night. And she's, she's like, well, he left his uh, corsage here. And he's like, that sucks for him. Like, and he's like <laughs> leaning in. He's like, let's make out. You know, and she's <laughs> like, maybe you should go to prom. Like, he's probably going to be really upset. Like, he bought that, you know, for his date. And like, you know, and he's like, uh, fine, I guess. <laughs> what he doesn't know is that he doesn't have a date. Right. And he really snuck in to see ants. It's called Attack of the Killer Ants. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the poster. It's a stampede. Dude, it's, it's. I, I talked earlier about the as you know dialogue in this. The movie also has it because yeah. it's just a gag. 
Um, you never see anything on screen. You just hear him being like, you know, first of all, there's like entendre dialogue where the, the, whoever the main character is, is like, no ant can stand up to my hot rod. And you're just like, boy. <laughs> but then he's like, that. die, insect, die! <laughs> <laughs> like screaming and then firing a gun. And then he's like, they're stampeding! <laughs> so this is the movie that nerdy Chris Young yeah. and popular yet dateless because her boyfriend yeah. is a dickhead, Alyssa Milano. Yeah, Alyssa Milano was dating Brian Bloom. Even up to the day of prom, he still hadn't asked her to prom. Which, like, is that a thing that has to happen? Her parents, we learn that they've been dating for four years, which is all of high school. Right, yeah. Do you have to ask? Right. Isn't it just kind it of assumed, be assumed right. that you're going to prom? I guess for the stand on the ceremony of it, if I that's guess, a thing. But, like, yeah. if I was dating someone for four years, I'd be like, yeah, we're definitely going, right? Right. But when we're introduced to her, she's kind of like... Her friends are like, oh, so you guys are going. She's like, well, he hasn't asked me yet. She's like, well, I did get invited to this um, party, a frat party. Yeah. And her friends are like, are you going to go? And she's like, uh, yeah, I think I might. And they're like, but you have a boyfriend and prom and right. stuff. And and she's like, well, I'll just go let him down easy. And she goes over and she's like, hey, so you're here buying condoms at the pharmacy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, we've gone out for four years and uh, I'm horny is basically what it is. <laughs> he, she She won't, quote unquote, do it. So he's going to maybe ask out... They have a lot of nicknames in this fucking movie, dude. He's gonna, His friends keep telling him to ask out Feel Good Gilgood. Oh, God. It's like a character we never meet, but... Yeah. They're like, you should ask out, like, Becky Gilgood or whatever. And they're like, Feel Good Gilgood? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I and then that. Yeah, and then one of his friends is like... It, it, it devolves into, like, a, well, you've never had sex, you know, a friend who doesn't matter to the plot. And he goes, uh, I did um, totally once. And they're like, with who? They point to Tempest Bledsoe and Tracy Golder walking through, who they keep calling Tempest Bledsoe the bag lady, which is, like, nuts. Yeah. To interject, she's dressed like Blossom. She's dressed like Blossom, and she looks real cool. She looks great. Like, if she was walking around now, since especially since, like, the 90s are back, right? Yeah. Even though this was late 80s. Yeah. Like, she'd be, like, the coolest girl. Right. Yeah. I don't understand why she's supposed to not be cool in this. Like, I understand that the, the idea is... She's in the fashion, so her fashion sense is out there, but she doesn't look... I mean, she looks different than everybody else in yeah, this, like, style-wise. It's but... not, like, wacky. No. Like, Blossom looks wackier than Te- Temis Bledsoe in this movie. Did you... Uh, this, is a, this is a long shot. You ever see Witchboard? Oh, yeah, because we watched Last Drive-In. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. It was on Last Drive-In. Yeah, yeah, the, the The psychic in Witchboard? Oh, yeah. That's... Out That's there. out there. She is out there. She her jacket looks like it's sewn together from like four other jackets, yeah. and it's got like it's got fringe on it, but not like like denim fringe. It's got like beaded curtain fringe. And she has like lacy gloves. She's got like, lacy she's gloves, and she has eccentric. She has, like, yeah, she has like metal things like stapled to her jacket that are like swinging around, banging on shit. Yeah, that would be like crazy looking. She's like a walking wind chime. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like it's, a walking bedazzled leather. Wind chime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, she looks real out there. Yeah. If Tempest Bledsoe was dressed like that, I could see like flea market, flea macho market. man, Randy Savage. <laughs> flea like market that's tank girl. Yeah. Like, yeah. yes. It's some, <laughs> somewhere in there. Yeah. Like I could see them being like, she looks crazy, but she doesn't. She looks really she stylish looks, like, and cool. Super stylish and cool. Like, and, like everybody should be hanging out with Tempest Bledsoe. Like, Oh, can you give me fashion? It's fucking prom. Can you make me look cool? Right. Like, we're going to have pictures taken tonight. I want to look cool for once in my goddamn life. Right. Please help me, Margaret. Help me. <laughs> make my dress. Right? Like, like the only, that's why this also still falls under the umbrella of it being a great tragedy, this movie, because the only thing that I see is that she's the only black girl. 
Yes. I mean, there's there's another black couple who don't really say one of no. they're like uh, they're I think in the popular Christina clique. Applegate's yeah. popular friends, right? And they talk shit on her when she's not there. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there's them, but there's there's definitely side characters. Yes. But like, there's no reason for her to be not cool. No, and she's relegated to like three scenes, four scenes in this right. movie. She does still get an arc though. Yeah, she does. Like, uh, and she has a full-on, like, this movie passes the Bechdel test. Yeah. Her relationship with Tracy Gold is, like, a through line throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. It's kind of her character's defining characteristic, which isn't great. Yes. But it is a full, complete arc. Yes. And she, like, stands up for herself where she's like, hey, you were kind of shitty to me. I think she maybe makes too big a deal of it for melodrama for the movie. Well, for the the movie, yeah. For the movie, but she's kind of like, hey, you were kind of shitty to me, so, like, I don't care. You're she's also the the conscience of the yes, movie, she right? Is, yeah, because she she finds out from the little fucking shithead at the <laughs> at the video at the fake store. Sam Goody. That's yeah. the other thing. She's like uh, she's super cool. Like she's like, oh, we're not gonna go to prom. It's cool. We're just gonna rent videos all night. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that sounds like so much fun. I know. What would you rather do? Rent videos and hang out with your friend, and I'm guessing probably eat pizza. Definitely eat pizza. Right. Yeah. Or have to wear a tux or an uncomfortable dress. Like right. Like, no. no. Hang out with her. <laughs> hang out with Margaret. I'm sorry. The prom's theme is Paris in puce. <laughs> oh, it's the worst word I've ever heard. It's, Bars. it's awful. They do a disservice to Tempest Bledsoe in this movie. Yeah, she's. I think she's not in this enough. She's not in it enough. She's really good in it. She's the conscience of it. Yeah. She fucking throws a videotape at that little sh- little twerp in the record in the video store. Yeah, we should explain that she's going to rent another movie later in the you know while everybody's at prom, and this kid's like, oh, you're friends with the you know Tracy Gold, and she's like, yeah. And because, again, she's like, we're nerds. Why is everybody talking about her today? Like, why is everybody all of a sudden? Because, like, a very handsome guy who's never interacted with us came in and specifically asked her directly out to prom. Yeah. Which is unusual. Yeah. (laughs) So she's like, why is that? She's like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I am. Why? What's your deal? And he's like, "Uh, could you set me up with her? Because, like, we know she fucks. He made some. What did he say? It was, like, the most jarring comment about mattress strapped to her back or something. He's like, she does it. And she's like, does what? He's like, you know, that's the only reason that uh, Kevin, which is Brian Bloom, is going out with her is because she's got a mattress strapped to her back. Yeah. And I was like, yowza. It, it like, comes out of nowhere. I'm no prude, but it kind of, I was kind of like, oh, whoa. Yeah. You know what's fascinating about this movie that I just thought of? So most, not most, a lot of teen movies from the 80s, they have, like, the archetypes, right? It's like, sure, yeah. like Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club, right. It's like, the jock, the nerd. The... I feel like this movie, for some reason, and maybe it's because we know all of the actors... Or maybe because it's made for TV and it kind of has that sensibility to it. But I feel like they all, yeah. they're like fully formed. They are. like Pe- and Human being people. Yeah, they, they're definitely more well-rounded than you would expect. Like when you told me before that this was, it's like a, you know, made for TV, 80s prom movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. And it's called Dance Till Dawn. And I was like, oh, all right. I assume it's going to be like, yeah, like The Breakfast Club. And right. that there's probably like a dance element to it, like mm-hmm. a dance competition or something or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. And I had like an idea of what the movie was in my head. And mm-hmm. then watching it, I'm like, no, it's it's kind of like, I mean, it's a very small version of it, but it's like, it's like, it's a mad, 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 mad world where you're following like mm-hmm. these disparate characters all across this little town yeah. all in one night. Oh, it's, it's very chaotic and yeah. silly. And for some reason, only in the last half, they really make use of, <laughs> of the 1980s like soundboard keyboard that goes like, wow. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> like they just, it's it's the the day bow bow from yeah. from Ferris Bueller. It's legally not that, 
but and they it like only really kicks in in the second half. Yeah, and but they use it to underline everybody fucking failing in this movie. <laughs> like Kelsey Grammer gets fucking arrested trying to break into a a teenage high school party, and the cops are like, "What are you doing?" And he like looks at the camera like, "Oh, I'm caught." And it goes like. Wow. <laughs> I feel like we were dying. I feel like so. So we got to talk about music too. That's that's yeah. it. That's a good yes, segue. we do. So we made some discoveries. We made some discoveries. I feel like that was used so heavily and so playfully. Yeah. That it's. I feel like that was solely for the benefit of the guys doing the music. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that was like their playtime. Yeah. Because it was very like, hey, yeah. tongue in cheek almost. It was very like. Yeah. Because you have to, I'm, you know, I'm sure when you're putting together a project like this and you want to be like, hey, so what's the tone? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you know, it's kind of earnest, but we want it to be fun. Right. So it's like, oh, well, the score will be like kind of earnest, but we'll <laughs> intersperse with this like. Beep, up, beep, up, beep, up, oh. <laughs> I feel like if it's if, if like you and I were, were doing music for a movie, right? And we were like going through it, going through it, and then we realized that our keyboard had these notes, had, <laughs> had these a sounds. Wow, sound effects. We realized it halfway through our work, and yeah. we were like, you know what? We I'm not going back in. and starting over. We're not starting over. We're going to put it in now. And then we were like, <laughs> that's on. yeah. And then we were like, no, no, we were only going to use it once, right? We're like, oh, we use it right here. Right here, it's the perfect time. It's the perfect it's time. Like... And then we were like, wait, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> This keep, would also be good here. Yeah, and then we just keep working it in, and now it's like our thing that we do, yeah. you know? Like, it's our sound. You're the Bibrow guys. You know it. You know it. We're the Bibrow brothers. Joining famous oh, musical brothers like the Bee Gees, the Dust Brothers, the Chemical Brothers. The Bibrows. And the Bibrows. <laughs> well, Hunter, speaking of brothers. House of Bibrow. House of Bibrow. <gasps> You can get those patches made. Get those made. I'll Holy that. shit. It's just a finger pressing a keyboard. <laughs> this is House oh. of Sponsored by Zoos Energy Drink. <laughs> Hydration sensation. You should get them as sponsors for the podcast. I would love it. Because honestly. Yeah. We're, we're having a good time. We're this having a good time. Is, it's an enjoyable beverage. I feel bliss kissed. Um, <laughs> so the music, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah let's the, talk about the about the music so the uh, first time that i watched this when nicole bought me the vhs and we put it in right yeah. it's like whatever like the usual music you would hear in in an 80s teen tv movie right yeah there's a cover of uh you lost that love and feeling which plays like in a key moment we'll yeah get to that, yeah but... there's some like instrumentals whatever yeah at it's the... very like synthy yeah 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 at the prom however in the background you hear rock until you drop yes as featured on the monster squad yeah, which is yeah. like, I thought that song was written exclusively for the Monster Squad Correct. and would never appear anywhere. Correct. And it starts, you know, they cut, cuts to prom, okay, some stuff happens, cuts away, whatever, cuts back, and it's like, it's like, up until you drop. And I was like, what's that now? <laughs> and then you're just hearing the whole song. Yeah. And that, yeah, they're just playing the whole thing. Dance until your feet fall off. <laughs> it's the greatest, craziest song. I love it. It's great. It. And it's just playing at prom. It's not like. I was like, holy shit. I was like, this is the fucking Monster Squad song. <laughs> so I was late to the Monster Squad, right? I Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I saw the Monster Squad in like 12 years ago. Okay. Let's yeah. say, right? Honestly, that's I showed it to Allison about like five, five, ten years ago. Right. Yeah. Which is surprising because Ryan Lambert was my first boyfriend. Really? Yeah. When he was on Kids Incorporated, he was my uh, first boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> He's the archetype of manhood for me. Maybe that's why I'm a lesbian. Because he, he was a young boy. Um, right. <laughs> he was a young, cute boy who played his guitar. Um, so 
I didn't know about this movie. Again, another thing, all those teen magazines that I devoured, how did I miss them? Yeah, Monster how Squad? was this not in there? I don't know. Yeah. It, it was. Like, I've, I've just, seen yeah, things just, since. I just, I don't know how I missed it, just right? didn't catch it, yeah. Maybe it was, like, a little too early. I don't know. I didn't know that song until then, right? Right. Clearly, I saw this movie way after that. So, to me, that is the song from the Monster Squad. Yeah. And I think to 99.9% of people who know that song, it is from the Monster Squad. Yeah. So, like, why is it in this movie? Well... Because yes, well, first you looked up like when was Monster Squad, right? And which that was, was it came out the year before this, which means it was before. probably filmed two years before, and this was probably filmed the year before, right? Well, this you said this came out in October, so this might October. have been filmed yeah. in the beginning of '88, right? Because like right. TV is not as, as strict a turnaround, so no, it was probably faster. Yeah. You know the budget on the budget on this looked like it had to be kind of high. Yeah, it's not bad. The production value is really it good. does. Yeah, it doesn't look cheap really. Like no. when they get to where their prom is, like the building, I was yeah. like, oh, I expected it to be a you know in a school in a gymnasium right. or whatever. And then you see the prom, and I'm like, this prom has very high production value. Yeah, it's at some, like, fancy... Yeah, it's an event, you know... Event uh, space. Banquet hall or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, oh, okay. It was cool. It was really nice. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> and even all the... The how the... Like, uh... Oh, yeah, the Alan Thicke's apartment. Yeah, his apartment's like, very cool. fucking cool. Yeah. And you see so much of it. It's not just like they, like, focus in on this one little... Oh, yeah, no. They're spot. at least... They're in, like, three different, like, areas. Yeah. And the same thing... Uh, I mean, not as much... Um, Christina Applegate's uh, house. But they're oh, mostly yeah. in like two rooms in that. Which is like interesting because it's a pretty small apartment and they're supposed to be these like wealthy. Yeah, affluent. Affluent, uh, yeah. I mean, because yeah, yeah. all the money goes to Brie. <laughs> it's all Brie on the table. I'm not kidding. Listen, I've bought some Brie in my life <laughs> and you can cut it with a normal butter knife. Like that's the size of the yes. Brie. And she holds this thing. It's like a large pizza of mm-hmm. brie. And she's just like, how am I supposed to cut this without a proper cheese knife? And I was like, lady, how big do you think cheese knives are? Right. She gets them confused for chainsaws. It's a simtar. <laughs> That's what you need. <laughs> also, who's eating all that cheese? She's going to pro... It's, it's a whole to she, do about nothing. Yes. Yeah, well, she wants to be like a fancy... She's a social climber. Like, she wants everyone yeah. to come and have like a proper like after party where we're all socialites and we're right. all acting adult like she's that kid yeah she is and everybody just wants to fucking like rock out and party and make out rock and drink and rock until they drop and their feet fall, fall off, off and their hearts explode or whatever yeah. the lyrics are <laughs> song is great <laughs> The song is so good. So song. It's literally dance till your heart stops. That's one of the. It, that's what it is. You're gonna you're gonna die. Love that dance till dawn. Rock until you drop. Yeah, should have been Written the sequel. By... Should have made it the next year. <laughs> Written by Michael Sambello. Yes. Who wrote and sang Maniac from Flashdance. Yeah. So and a bunch this, of other stuff apparently. This is a good time to do this segment of the show, which is welcome back to the show. Oh yeah. So welcome back to the show, Michael Sambello from Flashdance, episode seventy. Yeah. Uh, also. Cool. Flip. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Alyssa Milano from episode nine, Fear. She plays Margo. Oh, she sure does. Uh, Christina Applegate from episode 36, as we mentioned. Vibrations, she plays Anamika. Edie McClurg plays Ruth in this. She was in episode 15, Natural Born Killers as Mallory's mom. And, oh, yeah. And episode 85, Food Fight as the voice of Mrs. Butterworth. <laughs> uh, Louis Arquette, pawn shop owner in this. We'll get to him. Uh, episode 14, Ready to Rumble. He played Fred King. Which is, I believe, Oliver Platt's dad. Oh, no way. Yeah, and uh, also, technically, welcome back to the show, Felix the Cat. From episode <laughs> okay. 63, the Felix the Cat movie. <laughs> okay, so when we were watching this, you were like, oh, Felix the Cat. And I was like, yep, there he is. I didn't really catch, I didn't, I didn't, I forgot about it. Yeah, yeah no, um, it. there's funny. a sign at the diner, they keep the whole movie, they're talking about like, oh yeah, 
you know, we'll go to prom and then we'll go to the after party and then we'll end up at HUD's in the morning. That's the, that's the tradition. That's where everybody goes, you know? And they keep talking about when they finally, when we finally do go to HUD's, it's Hudson's diner Mm -hmm. and all the kids are gathered around to have their, you know, post prom next morning, you know, breakfast and everything. And there's like a Felix the Cat sign like that's on the counter. It's like wait to be seated or yeah. you know, the, the special, the daily special is this yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I was like, oh, Felix the Cat, right on. <laughs> and you were like, yeah. He sure is there. You're like, very good. Look at him. <laughs> Who's good at seeing things? Who's good at, Who's seeing good at spotting like... Felix? You are. <laughs> Hunter sees cats. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Michael Cimbella. Michael Cimbella. Yeah. Uh, Flashdance fame song maniac and he wrote and sang like a bunch of other stuff too yeah a ton of other but, stuff so he did rock into a drop rock into a drop yeah for monster squad and this yeah and yeah. i had no idea no i had no idea that the, the monster squad song was written by a philadelphia native yeah born and raised in ardmore yeah, yeah. i might i might have like ridden a bus with this man y- you might have seen him yesterday might, yeah he could have been around yeah he could be he could be outside right now i'm just gonna anybody looks even vaguely like they might be him i'm like rock into a drop <coughs> I implore. Dance through your heart <laughs> <laughs> I implore anyone listening to Google image search Michael Simbello because he he has a lot of looks. First of all, yes, and all of them are that of a wrestler. He does a professional wrestler. Every it, look, yeah. Visually, it is the arc of a professional wrestler over the length of his career. Tuity. Yeah. It's amazing. Do yourself a favor. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, we could hang Michael Cimbella come on the podcast challenge yeah. we can do any movie you'd like doesn't have to be one that you worked on but it could be yeah please and can you do a live performance of Rock Until You Drop <laughs> hey if you still have the dip dip wow keyboard <laughs> lying around I will take that off your hands <laughs> so the guy that played the DJ so like in the prom scene there's there's a it's not a band, really. It's like a DJ who's not really on the turntables. Yeah. And a He's lady. like an MC. Yeah, and a lady who's dancing with him. Yes. Professionally. She's like, uh, what's the band? Uh, Mighty Mighty Boss Talks. Oh, the guy that the just guy dances. That dances yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's just the lady that dances. Um, these two adult people playing for this prom. And um, yeah, so he's the musical director. Of the film, yeah. Of the film, yeah. And they were going to hire a DJ, and then they kind of like, yeah, like, that are doing it. Get out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Somebody was like, no, nah, you should do it. Mm-hmm. So uh, his name is Richard something. Richard Rudolph. Richard Rudolph. Um, so the DJ is named DJ Dick. Naturally. After, yeah, after Richard Rudolph. <laughs> his look is also crazy. He kind of looks like David S. Pumpkins, like Whoa. a little bit. Yeah, he does. Like, it's, it's, uh, it's very strange. He um, really does. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Here's the thing. I would be, watch this movie as a child and be like, man, that's it. That is fashion. That's it. I want to look like that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Between him, between him and uh, uh, Tempest Bledsoe and like Larry's tie. Those are like. Larry's tie in the prom scenes. It's great. It's the perfect really, It's like piece. a really new wavy kind of. For some guy that doesn't like the new music and that only listens to Crosby, Stills, Stills Nash. Nash yeah. and, you know, like his tie is very hip. It is very new wave. His tie definitely listens to the cars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Rico Kasich's tie. <laughs> he borrowed it from Rick. He borrowed He's it like, from we Rick. were friends. That's yeah. why I, he wanted me to be in the cars, but I had to get a stupid job. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Larry. Justice for Larry and his career. Yeah, Larry's all over the place. This he is. He I, I kind of like him and I kind of hate him. Yeah, he, he can't stop putting his foot in his mouth. No, he can't. Because every time he seems to like smooth things over with his wife, which we're introduced to them, <laughs> Christina Applegate's like, you guys are always fighting. And he's like, we don't fight. And he's again, he's like, bow, bow, like <laughs> wailing on this unplugged electric. Electric guitar, just like noodling. He's like, he's like, we don't fight, we just talk. 
loudly sometimes. And you're like, okay, <laughs> I get exactly who these people are. Yeah. And yeah, and uh, he and his wife, Nancy, they just constantly butt heads to the point that at the prom, they're like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why we're still doing this. Like, we're like two caged animals and... We were voted most likely to get married, and Larry's like, "Well, we did. We did get married. We gave, you know, but here we are now, twenty years later." And uh, you know, Nancy's like, "Well, I guess Monday morning we'll go down and start divorce proceedings." And you're like, "Wow!" And then they start playing. You lost that love and feeling, and I was like, "Oh, that's funny. They're doing a like, boy, what a what a on the nose, you know, song to drop." Your face during this whole scene was just amazing, <laughs> right? And then yeah, I forget if it's Larry or Nancy, but they go, "Oh, it's Nancy." Goes like, "Oh." How appropriate. They're playing our song. And I was like, that's your fucking song? That was, <laughs> that was your song 20 years ago? You lost that loving feel? It's a song about falling out of love. I understand that the song also has an arc, but like that's the majority of the song is like, well, you don't love me anymore. And you guys thought that that is your song. And everyone who knew that was your song was like, y'all should get married. We voted for it. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Larry's like, one last dance for old time's sake. And she's like, okay. And they're slow dancing. It's sweet. And you, I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe they're going to, you know, reconcile. And then Larry, you know, steps like a half step back from her. And he looks her in the eyes. And he just starts singing, bring back that love and feeling. Like, and in I'm her like, mouth. Into her face. In her mouth. And, and the thing that has been annoying her the most, the thing that they butt heads the most about in this film is that he's not a musician, but he still... I guess kind of won't let go of that dream. Like he could just be a, a dad that plays guitar, right? He could be in like a like a bar band, church band, baby. I grew church up. I grew band. up around a, a lot of church band guys, right? Like, and they're very nice, and they fucking shred. And then yeah, but they're they're dads all week, and then on Sunday they get to go, and they get to you know all glory to all glory to the Savior, and right? Like, Amen. He could be could be doing that. Yeah, he could be playing in a bar band. He could be yeah. just, you know, they're they. I'm sure they got a garage on that house. Yeah. Larry could have a garage band, garage dad band. I got to tell you something. Yeah. While we were just talking about Larry mm -hmm. and his wannabe guitar dreams. Yeah. I Googled how old Kelsey Grammer is. Oh, I wrote this down. Did you really? Yes. Because I was like, yeah, let, uh, let me fact check this. Kelsey um, Grammer in this movie looks exactly the same way as you think Kelsey Grammer looks thinking about Kelsey Grammer right now. Picture him. Unless you're picturing the beast, you're right. <laughs> so he was 33. He was 33. So how? Uh, I'm 40. You are... Right, I am also 40. Also 40. Okay. So we are, like, much older than Kelsey Grammer in then. In this, yes. Yeah. If, if I was to approach this Kelsey Grammer on the street, I could be like, out of my way, kid. <laughs> right. I have adult right. shit to do. <laughs> right. Which means that, let's say that the kids were like... Did you also look up Edie McClurg? She was a couple years older, right? She's 10 years older. Yeah. She looks good. She looks great. Yeah, they, they like they look like an age appropriate couple, and I like, but I like the in fiction idea that they are those ages. Oh, me too. Because it makes sense when we get to the end of the film. It does. It does. Because <laughs> I'm thinking to myself now, right? So these kids are like 17, let's say, right? Yeah. And let's let's say that like uh, they had them. Everyone had them pretty young, because it's kind of clear that like all of these parents were like childhood sweethearts. Yeah, high well, school sweethearts. Let's talk about the end of the the end of the film. Everybody's at, at the diner, mm -hmm. and Alan Thicke is there. It's like the 15th time he has showed up to a different place to be like, hey, you know my son, my son, you know, Big Dan, you know, <laughs> the stud, you know, swinging dick on campus, like whatever, and everybody's like, who, what, oh, the nerd? And I gotta say, I gotta say, <laughs> Dan is a 2023-10. He's great. Right? He's a total gentleman. Yeah. He also, he doesn't take it personally that, no. like, she doesn't really want to be seen with him. He's no. very like, oh, it's cool. Yeah, you know what? We should talk about their story, and then we'll end up at the diner, and then we'll sure. talk about Kelsey Grammer. Sure. Okay. 
So their yeah, their story, as we said, is that they meet at the uh, at the theater. He recognizes her. She's also crying she in is. the theater because she's like, "This is my this is my prom." Like, and she I, had to fake going to prom because she wanted to keep up appearances. Yeah, she she paid a, a chauffeur oh. a, to bring a limo, and she's like, "Oh, uh, you know, Kevin's in the back seat, I, back of the limo. I gotta go." And then she goes out, and he's like, "Where to?" And she's like, "Anywhere. Here's here's just twenty bucks. Just drive like till this runs out." Yeah. And I guess that ends up at the theater. So she goes into the theater, and yeah, she's sitting there crying in the dark. And he, it's one of those like things where movies play all night. Yes, yeah. Uh, he Till asks, 6 a.m. actually. Yes, he asks the, <laughs> the, the ticket taker. He's like, when is the last showing let out? And she just taps the sign. Uh-huh. And it's like, last movie lets out at 6. He's like, oh, perfect. That will convince my father that I was out all night scoring the sex. Yep. Hard. <laughs> I was doing it all the ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> father? Never, never stopped doing it, Dad, just like you want. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so... He's so enthralled by what he sees on the screen that in a theater that has maybe eight people in it, he sits on a man's lap. Like, there's so many <laughs> empty seats, and he just sits on this man. <laughs> I was like, I would be so freaked out if I was that guy. Yeah. I'd be like, why is this, like, child in a tuxedo? In a full tuxedo. Fucking grinding on me in showing of <laughs> Attack of the Killer Ants. The guy was not as upset or even, like, flummoxed as he should have been. No, I would. I honestly... I would have left. Yeah. <laughs> I really wanted to see that movie, but I'm like, I might be getting pranked or maybe like stinged. Yeah. It's how you end up on a list. It's not good. Dan goes, sits down. He hears her like sniffling. He looks over. He's like, oh, I, I know you. You're Shelly. Whatever. Uh, you know. And uh, she's like, yeah. He's like, oh, you're not at prom. She's like, oh, mm, I'm here. Whatever. She, she just fully discloses everything. Yeah. She's like, mm, I'm here because this all happened. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And she's like, listen. Can we just pretend we don't know each other, Don? And he's like, it's Dan. And she's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, all right. And he's not bothered by it. No. Then a little later, because we keep cutting away, cutting back, you know, that kind of thing. So Like Dan is fully, I don't even want to say resigned. I feel like Dan is confidently not liked. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's not like... No, he's not trying to be cool. No. He's, he's not concerned with popularity. No, he's, he's like, no, I like space. I like this. This is the stuff I like. Yeah. I will figure it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's confident. Um, it's big dick energy. Like, he really, he's very, Dan like... Dan has big, di- big dick energy. Yeah, he's just like, it's cool. It's I'm not worried. Yeah, y'all all see one day, whatever. Yeah. You will get on Dan's wing. Uh-huh. Um, so, later on, some 10th graders come in, <laughs> and they're being obnoxious. As soon as they walk in, the one's like, hey, DuPont, look at that ant, looks so fake, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, boy. She's like, oh, shit. They're kids from, uh, whatever high school. They know me there. Uh, if they tell anybody, you know, blah, 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 then they'll know that I didn't go to the party that I said I was going to. And he's like, oh, boy. So he goes and intervenes. And he's like, like a hey. gentleman. Yeah. And he's like, hey, everybody, take your seats. And they're like, who the hell are you? And he's like, I'm an usher, obviously. <laughs> I'm wearing a tuxedo. What do you think? I'm going to prom? And they're like, well, we're not doing anything. And he pushes the one kid. <laughs> and he's like, take your seat, young man. And he's like, they're a good, you know, God-fearing people in this theater. And they came to see these ants. <laughs> And people are like, yay. <laughs> he gets applause. We love this usher. It's adorable. It's really cute. And so she's hands and knees crawling out down the aisle. And he's like, oh, miss, miss. Uh, oh, he's like, she had too much candy. I've seen this happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, oh, come on, let's get out of here. He's like, well, I can drive you home. You know, he's like, do you have, you know, do you need a ride? And she's like, yeah, I took a limo here, but I ran out of money. And he's like, oh, bummer. He's like, well, I could give you a ride home. He's like, I can't go home if my parents and my sister who hates me. <laughs> no, because her sister's a little dickhead. Her sister is a real fucking dick. I mean, here's the thing. She has great fashion sense. Yeah. Oversized short sleeve button up t-shirt. Oversized yeah. shorts. 
bowl of cereal at all times while in motion. Yeah, she's, like, I kind of study her feet. She's got that walking bowl of cereal, mm-hmm. and she's eating it spitefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, she's like, really? Because so-and-so saw Kevin, <laughs> and he didn't say anything about going to prom with you. Cheerios. <laughs> like, she's such a little asshole. So, I feel like in so the 80s, shit. that was such a thing to make, like, the little brother or little sister just, like... A shit? Just fucking atrociously shitty. Yeah. Yeah. It really was. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I can't go home. If my parents see, then they'll know that I broke up with Kevin. And also, I, but she's very upset. like my little sister who hates me, by the way. She does. <laughs> Which made me laugh really hard. But she's like, I can't. And he's like, well, we go drive somewhere else. And she's like, well, I'm kind of hungry. And he's like, all right. So then they go to Tale of the Fish. <laughs> Which is a, I hope, fake restaurant because it has a crazy menu. Oh, and they God. can't still be open even if it was real because they're not charging enough. <laughs> they're not charging nearly enough for for beef and fish. Beef and fish. Yeah. yeah and and probably chicken. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure if they have the other two. Well, right. And definitely fries. <laughs> but yeah, because he, he, he's like, oh, and he orders presumably for her because he's like, I'll have two burgers, two orders of fries and two waters or whatever. Like, can you, like the fact that the kid orders waters. Yeah. Tell me more about that choice. I he, love well, it. Well, he looks at her first and he's probably like, oh, she's popular. She's probably like, you know, doesn't want to eat a bunch of junk food. Right. Like, so he's like, oh, and two ice waters, please. And from the passenger seat, she's like, and also like this giant burger and the whale size fries and <laughs> shrimp kebabs and this and that. And then the guy, it's like, it's like, 18, 20 things, yeah, like total easily. between his and hers. And the guy goes, 12.50 or whatever. And I was like, get the fuck out of yeah. here. You have shrimp kebabs? She ordered two orders of shrimp yeah, kebabs. Yeah, it was less than a dollar an item. Yeah. Yeah. That shrimp has got to be it's not shrimp. poison. It's not shrimp. <laughs> it's, no. it's, it's packing peanuts. <laughs> it's just shrimp shells. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, wow, can't be a thing. And then somebody pulls in behind them and it's somebody that she recognizes she says she's like we have to get out of here oh she knew the guy's voice oh that's right she recognizes yeah yeah, the drive-thru guy so she like ducks down and they speed out without their food yeah which shout out to that whoever was doing that voice or whoever edited that timing yes because like while they're having that conversation while they're having that conversation you just keep hearing huh he keeps going what and it cuts to the fish (laughs) what it cuts to the fish (laughs) What? Cuts to the fish, like, every time. And it was funny. Like, it's really funny. It was really well edited, really yeah, well done. Yeah, Um. So then Dan's like, well, I do know this other place. And it's a fancy Italian restaurant. Now, unbeknownst to Dan, because why would anybody else be there? Because he's right. like, it's a fancy Italian restaurant. None of the, you know, high school kids like, are going to be there. It's a very adult restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Kids from high school are going to be there all at prom or whatever. They go in, unbeknownst to Dan, actually, Kevin is there with Angela. Mm-hmm. His arc is interesting in this, Kevin. Brian Bloom. Brian Bloom. Yeah, it's it's cute because he initially is like, I'm going to go out with her because she's a sure thing. Mm-hmm. She, quote unquote, does it. Mm-hmm. But he picks her up, takes her to this restaurant, he's trying to impress her, but she's actually interested in him. Like, she's asking him questions. Yeah. Like, he's like, yeah, it's a pretty fancy place. It's got a uh, statue of that uh, naked lady with no arms. And she's like, the Venus de Milo. And he's like, no, it's called Ristorante Frederico, which means Fred's <laughs> Restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like so oh cute and you know you're like okay but she's actually like oh you've been to italy he's like yeah and she's like i'd love to go there whatever wait can we just talk about yeah. some of these lines are so they just slip them in there and it's when he says yeah i went with my parents when i was six it's it very so romantic. romantic yeah it's so <laughs> like, romantic that's so funny it is it's yeah there's tons of great dialogue mm-hmm. uh, that, that not everybody makes a meal of kelsey Grammer makes a meal out of every single line they oh my god choose it spits it yeah it's like the tasmanian devil like oh, he's got a knife yeah. and a fork and a bib and he's just like give it to me yeah, yeah. like <laughs> every line 
so yeah so kevin takes angela there that's yeah brian bloom takes tracy gold there and they're having a nice meal and he orders some kind of pudding thing and he's like yeah it's my favorite dessert i order it all the time i don't know what it's called <laughs> and she's like it's called this but she says like you know vittorietano or whatever he's like you're welcome <laughs> Like, it's so goofy, but it's really cute. He says, this is another great line, but it also is a character development line. It's doing double duty, which is the best. He's like, wow, you're kind of smart. I like that, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not, they don't like, they don't like highlight it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, this stuff's just kind of like, it's in there. That's such a funny line, but it also is true. He's like, oh, wow, she's really smart. She's really interesting. She's interested in me. Yeah. She's pretty cool. Like, I know I just, uh, you know, brought her here because I was hoping to bang her, but, like, I don't know. She's kind of nice. I also, like she took off her glasses and her regular right. shirt and put on a smoking dress. A great dress. Uh, I mean, this that dress we are was, told is... was Edie McClurg's dress, and which which sets up a thing later. It does. Uh, so does her air guitar, by the way. It does. It does. <laughs> um, this dress that she got from Edie, her mom's closet, because she didn't have any appropriate clothes because she's a horse girl. Yeah. She's a horse girl artist. Yeah. With, like, frizzy hair. Yeah. But they, like, you know, tie her hair up and put on this... Yeah, this, Tempest Bledsoe, she's all that's like, her immediately. She does. And this dress is, like, fucking fashion. It's like, great. I'm not even being it's funny. Like, it's dress. a really nice black dress, Yeah, right? it's a black sequin dress. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Timeless. It is, yeah. Yeah. It would look great in a movie today. Exactly. Done. No problems. Unlike Christina Applegate's Puce Ensemble. Which, I, I think it's a great dress, but it would not fly. It would not fly today. <laughs> it would not fly today. Big bow. Really big, big bow. Big bow. A, a hair attachment yeah, as well. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. I love her so much. Um, but yeah, this dress is gorgeous, right? And yeah. so, But it's like, typical, she's all that. Like, yeah. you put her hair up and you take her glasses off and you put her in a nice dress and she's a fox. You know right. what I mean? It's, it's so silly. I, I just, I never, you know. It's, it's 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 an old joke. It's an old old cliche thing, but it's like that never made sense at all ever. No, it never made sense in a single fucking movie. It never it didn't make sense when they did it to Ali Sheedy in the Breakfast Club. Oh God, don't even get me started on that. That's the worst makeover in it, history. It, well, it is. It also implies that like her as a character was like not a character. Like she's just like, oh, somebody likes me now. I can <laughs> I can do makeups. And right. hers is right. There's some Iona in Pretty in Pink. Yeah, Iona is so Annie, Annie Potts is yeah. so cool. She's so cool looking, yeah. right? And then don't at change the, a thing, right? And then at the end, they make her like a like a designing woman mom. They make they, they normalize and like and it's like it's like that takes away so much like character. They're so yeah. interesting and you know. Also, and she was like she owns a record store. Right, Come on, they're super hot and she's super, super hot. hot, super hot. Ali Sheedy's super hot in the right. Breakfast Club until everybody's first you know goth girl crush. Right, and then you know at the end she's like she's like I like sports now or whatever yeah. and you're like put a, what? ribbon, put a ribbon in my hair I love sports right. yeah <laughs> you're the like, okay. fuck yeah you never it's never once happened in a non-parody movie to a guy no they've never taken like some fucking Davey Havoc like emo guy and been like we're gonna give you a makeover <laughs> to the end of the movie he's like let's go touchdowns <laughs> like it's never a thing four, four. <laughs> Three-pointer from the 10-yard line, home run. What? Right. That's all the sports. That's all the sports. Well, they even tried to do it to Chris Young in this, but not really. Like, she's yes. like, do you need those glasses? And he's like, I need them to read. I don't need them for anything else, but yeah. I like them. And yeah. she's like... She's like, do you, though? Take do you like off. them more than getting kissed by me? Right. She takes them off. She's like, I can see your eyes. But even that was like a, I can see what's already there. Right. You know, it's not yes. like he put on eye makeup. No, no. But... He didn't He didn't change who he was. It was just like, ah, right. now... I can see past the huge nerd sign you were wearing around oh your neck. Oh, my God. Right. Which, again. Of eyeglasses. 2023, 10, this kid is. Yeah. 
stud. Yeah, he takes her to uh, Fred's restaurant. <laughs> Fred's Italian. <gasps> oh, and they get there. Um, I don't know who played the waiter. The waiter's funny, man. Oh, man. The, the waiter, he... Because, yeah, they get there. He takes them to their table. They're, they just sit down. Like, the waiter had a job to do, and he showed up, and he did it. Oh, yeah. Waiter, John Apicella. So funny. So good. Um, and he's like, specials today are like this and that and whatever. And immediately, Alyssa Milano drops all fours and like hides under the table. And he's like, gonna just keep going with the specials. And he <laughs> keeps reading them like hesitantly. And then she reaches up and pulls Chris <laughs> Young under. And <laughs> this actor, he like looks around like, I don't know what this is. And then he slowly starts backing away from the table because he's like, I'm not sure what is happening. <laughs> And so he's just like, I will leave now. Uh-huh. It's, <laughs> it was so good. It's such a funny like reaction. Um, and what had happened was, yeah, she saw her ex-boyfriend and his new date. Is he even an ex? Right. We don't right? even know like, what's going on. That's not even been established. No, really. their relationship is weird. It's awful. So they crawl out. They sneak out. Past, it should also be mentioned, Kelsey Grammer and Edie McClurg, who show up not dressed for, you know, fine dining. So he, he's still wearing he, yeah. his, his pharmacist uniform. His smock, yeah. Right, which could also be a butcher's uniform if you put a could definitely. smock on it, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and she's still wearing her, like, house oh, sweatshirt. Yeah. And, like, and she's got curlers she's in got her. Curlers. Maybe she took her curlers out by now because she does at some point. But at some point she when. takes them out, yeah. But, yeah, so she, like, it's clearly like so they're they, not. They bust into this, re- I wrote down oh, his good. line because it was so good. They bust into this restaurant looking for their daughter because they, they follow them. They, keep, they follow them. They're watching them, like. Hold hands in the car. And he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, his hand went down off the back of the headrest. Where is his hand? And she's like, he might just be reaching. He might just be reaching for the cigarette lighter. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh great! In the car with him for ten minutes, she's already smoking. <laughs> like it's just like he's insane. It's so over the top, but it's like I feel like it's like a harnessed over the top. It is, you yeah, because I mean? he's not screaming or whatever. He's right. just like seething, yeah. which is like that's all Frazier does on yes. that show. Yeah. Like he's like, oh Niles, we're going to have sherry and whatever, and then like anything goes wrong or is minorly inconvenient, uh-huh. and he's like, Dad, the dog. Like and you're just like, <laughs> he's immediately losing his shit. Eddie, um, like. <laughs> <laughs> they fly into the restaurant, right? And Edie McClurg's always kind of like trailing behind, behind him. him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he goes up to the to the Mater D, yeah. Mater D, and he's like, "Listen, did you see a nice girl in a punk walk in here?" <laughs> That's right. It's so good. <gasps> oh, and his delivery is just it's his so delivery's perfect. great. His delivery, every single line is funny. Chris Young and Alyssa Milano there crawling out at top speed. Brian Bloom and Tracy Gold there wrapping up their dinner and dessert and everything, and they're leaving. Of course, Ed and Ruth are like, all right, we have to, we have to give chase. You know, like, continue. <laughs> and the guy's like, here you go, sir. Is your check? And he's like, he's like, $62 for the bounty of the earth? <laughs> <laughs> Literally what he says. And somehow it works. It's it's the craziest line. I was like, what does it even mean? And she's like, well, we have to pay, Ed. We, we ate. She's like, well, the green thing I ate was pretty good is the thing she says. <laughs> and he's like, where's your, uh, where's your purse? And she's like, it's at home. Where's your wallet? And he's like, it's at home. <laughs> Whatever. And he's like, let's just get out of here. Put your coat on. Act normal. And she's like, Ed, that's crazy. He's like, crazier than charging $62 for spaghetti. <laughs> so they're like, they're like trying to very, ca- quote unquote, casually walk out without being noticed. And Edith Clark's face this whole time is just twisted up. Yes. She's got this face on like she's trying to like freeze or the predator will see her. Like yeah. she's like, she's like, I'm. I'm normal. This like, is me being a normal person. And they bump into the like pastor or whatever. Yeah, from their, their church. Out, and Edie McClure immediately goes, hi, pastor, whatever. Please forgive us. We're very sorry. 
It's so fucking funny. And he's like, yes, what? Oh, and God, then they just jam it in yeah. and it works. And then the Mater D is like, he's like, chase after those bums. <laughs> chase after those bums, yeah. So funny. It's really good. It's like slapstick mixed with teen dramedy. Yeah. 100%. But yeah. it were I don't, that's so, there's just so much. Yeah, this has elements tonally and, and, and structure-wise, kind of, um, of like, can't hardly wait. Oh, yeah. Where you're oh, following, totally. like. Oh, totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, even the characters in that are more caricature-y than they are here. Yeah. But similarly, like, they all pretty much have, like, arcs. They have stories. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's funny, but it's not comedy it's not but it's not a comedy. drama yeah yeah it's got both mm-hmm. um it does not have kelsey Grammer though or edie mcclurk unfortunately they would have fit right in there's so many people in that movie oh my god we have to, i think that's uh, your pal jason siegel's first first film but you're right it does have that the same kind of vibe similar yeah yeah similar yeah yeah I, I i you could double feature these oh for sure like if you were programming like three movies uh like a three movie like mini marathon yeah. it could be these two and i don't know what would be what would be the third one this would be the midnight one. Cult classic, like what? Like they, like that's the thing. This well, should we be like a weird it. cult classic. It should. This this has cult classic written all over because of the cast alone, the right. sheer number of people where you go, I know yeah. that person, and like it's silly and fun, and you don't super have to pay attention to all of it because they're doing TV, like writing where right. they're reestablishing everything, every scene, and you you know you don't have to like oh it's so intricate. Like the plots are That's exactly are so, it, know. right? It's like there's so much happening, but it's not too intricate to understand. No. Yeah, you get everybody's arc and like, yeah. and there's still surprises. It's not that like, oh, I saw all this coming. Like, like the fact that Christina Applegate isn't the popular girl, but wants to be and doesn't become that, like, yeah. is is interesting. And it was, it's a, it's a surprise. Like, I was yeah. like, oh, once I realized that was her angle, I was like, oh, shit. And she's not like, she's not nice. No. But she's not like a villain. No, there's no villains. There's no villains, yeah. No, for a while you think maybe Brian Bloom is going to be a villain because mm-hmm. he's just kind of a shit heel like, you know. But like I said, he kind of is starting to really like Tracy Gold. By the time they get to the prom and then the after party, cuz the after party is at Christina Applegate's house, but Christina Applegate and Matthew Perry are stranded downtown because they don't have enough money for their limo. That's a recurring thing. <laughs> um <laughs> So they're they're having basically like walk back. And in the other parallel universe, it's because a drag queen stole their Buick. Stole their Buick. <laughs> but like you know, everybody's waiting around outside her house. Her parents have decided to spend the night out, so it would be unchaperoned. You know, as a as a they're, they're cool parents. You know, they're groovy. That's Larry and Nancy. So one of fucking you know Brian Bloom's friends just like throws a fucking potted plant through the front window. Is like, cool, we can get in now. I committed B and E. And they go in, and then they're partying. But up until that, Brian Bloom's, you know, Tracy Tracy Gold's talking to him, and she's like, hey, maybe we don't even have to go to the party. We could just go to HUD's and talk. And he's like, yeah, I would like that. And so he goes up to his friends, like, hey, we're going to get out of here because, like, we can't get in the house anyway. She wants to go to HUD's, so we're just going to go to HUD's. And, and he, he says, we might even have to go on a couple more dates before we, you know... Mm-hmm. He's basically saying his friends like I'm gonna date her. I like her. I think I might just like date her. Yeah. And his friends are like, dude, bro, you ain't gonna seal the deal, bro, dude. And it's just like <laughs> the most toxic high school boy bullshit. Uh huh. And that's when the friends like he's like, well, we can't get in the house. He's like, don't worry about it, bro. B and E. And then he breaks in, <laughs> just so aggressively. Yeah. And like again, I I've bro I've had to I've been forced to break into a couple different things. You you break as little of a thing as you possibly can. You don't just go full. 
through a potted plant, plant through a whole yeah. window. Like, and I love that the cops show up in the morning after the teens are all partied out and passed Everyone's out. Everyone's asleep. Right. Everybody's asleep, all piled up on top of each other. Like, it's the morning after Jonestown in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, not Jonestown. <laughs> and the cops come in, they're like, you know, we have a noise ordinance. And I'm like, where the fuck were you all night? They've been doing this since probably like, like 11 o'clock. They had right. to be doing this for at least six hours. At least. And, at least. And also, before the loud music, somebody in that neighborhood who's so concerned with the noise definitely heard the sound of a potted plant being thrown through a window. Hard. And they didn't call the police. No one. No one cared. No one called the police for six hours. At least. <laughs> it's so funny to so, me. I, so there's two writers, right? Okay. Andrew Guerdot. I don't really know how you say that. Okay. But it makes sense why I like this so much, because he has written episodes of... Sister, Sister, Boy Meets World, The Parenthood, Empty Nest, Herman's Head, Said by the Bell, The College Years, huh. Head of the Class, wrote a lot of episodes for Head of the Class. Oh. So the second writer, yes. Steve Kreinberg, oh man, oh damn, he died March 30th, 2020. Big up to Dead Mike in Heaven, too. Big him? up to Dead Mike in Heaven. So they must have been writing partners, because it's all the same shows that I just listed. Oh, wow, that's awesome. I never answered your question. Oh, yeah, what's the third? What's uh... the third, what's the... I don't know why I'm just thinking of summer school. It doesn't really make sense, though. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't super doesn't fit the same. I mean, way. Crash Course does. Or you could even do Don't Tell Mom. Our origin story. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, I can see. I see the whole. It was all so clear. It was to all me. so clear to me. And so the first time that I watched this, I didn't think about that at all. Yeah. But just watching it here now with you, I it's it's literally it's it's. If Sue Ellen's dad didn't leave. Yeah. And they didn't have more kids. It's all it's all spelled out right there. Okay, here's what you could do. You'd open with Can't Hardly Wait, mm-hmm. then do Don't Tell Mom, mm-hmm. and then after the intermission, you have a video, a, a brief video interlude where Ooh. you explain that you've just seen what happens when Sue yeah. Ellen's parents split up. Yep. Now I posit the next film is what would happen if they had stayed together. And named her Patrice instead. Yeah. Yeah. And then by the end of it, everybody's hooting and hollering because it just keeps going, dip, dip, wow. Wow, wow. <laughs> Every time. Kicked out of your limo in, like, I guess the rough part of town. Still <laughs> holding your balloons from prom. Still, oh, God. that She's still holding these balloons. Oh, it's, it's like. It's, it's got it's, great visual. It's pop. got great visual. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, that's, that's a great, like, TV gag. Yes. Yeah. It's shot conservatively. Like I said, like that, you know, that very close shot. Limo drives away. They're standing on a street corner. It's not like they don't then go for, like, a wide shot to show how bad the neighborhood is. You get the gag, yeah. and it, then it goes to commercial, and then it comes back, and we're back at the movie, you know? Exactly. It's good. Yeah, you could show this, and you could actually also add commercials. Yeah, totally. That would be really fun. After fleeing the restaurant, Chris Young and uh, Alyssa Milano, they go, he's, he's like, where, where can we go? And she's like, there's nowhere in town we could go. He's like, I'll take you somewhere out of, out of outside of town. It's a whole nother world. I was like, are they going to go to, like, a planetarium? Like, oh, that would Or something? Cute. And I was like, where's this set? Like, yeah. you know? But he just takes her up to, like, the top of the mountain, like, near town. And he's like, this is the farthest, you know, we are from this, the town. So, like, all of the light pollution's down there. And he's like, and up here we can actually see the stars. And she's like, oh, wow. This is fucking great. Yeah. She's, like, super into it. Yeah. You know, she's like, wow, I've never seen so many stars. He's like, yeah. You know, I come up here a lot. And she's like, wow. And he's like, you want to see a galaxy? And she goes, yeah. I do. <laughs> and he his his reaction just on his face is great because he's just kind of like, oh, fuck. She said, yeah. Wow. Um, OK. <laughs> like and you can see all that on his face in like two seconds. He's just like, uh, oh, uh, well, that's the galaxy right there. So like, I can't see it because of that cloud. He's like, no, that cloud is the galaxy. It's, you know, this many billion stars or whatever. Give or take a couple. <laughs> and he's not like doing that that typical thing that the, the nerds do in movies back in the day where he's like apologizing for 
knowing things. No, yeah. You know, it's just it's just kind of a matter of fact. Yeah, he's just like, I think this is cool. Maybe you will. She does. Yeah. And she's like, how do you know this? And he basically says, like, I'm not popular, so I don't have friends. I spend a lot of time, you know, Saturday nights up here hanging out with Fred. <laughs> and Fred, uh, I mentioned this Graham Jarvis, and he he's just like an old guy, got a big old telescope. And he's like, you know, he's like, you kids down in front and trying to see Venus, I think. She's like, hi, nice to meet you, that whole thing. And <laughs> Fred just turns, he's like, what are you doing with this nerd? <laughs> Meaning Alyssa Milano. Meaning Alyssa Milano. And like, he meant it, too. Yeah, it's so funny. She genuinely is like, I think I like this fucking nerd. <laughs> he's really sweet. He's very cool. And, like, I'm having a better time not at prom than I would have at prom. Yeah, I would like to know all about space. Right. Space is cool, by the way, also. Like, don't let anybody tell you space isn't cool. <laughs> okay, nerd. They're up there for a little while. Then his dad shows up. He's literally driving all across the town so that he can give his son a corsage so that he can go back and get laid. Right. He's literally just trying to pacify this woman so that she feels like... They can have sex now. They can have sex, he can, yeah. Hey, I gave my son the corsage up on top of that mountain. You want to drive back? She's like, it's pretty uh, romantic. I'll be like, come on, you want to drive back to my house and right. have sex? They're also just driving around all night. All night. All night. All... To be fair to him, at a certain point, uh, the kid doesn't need the corsage anymore. You know what I mean? It does It does come in handy. It does come in handy. It does come in handy. And also to Alan Thicke's credit, to Jack, his name is, to Jack's credit, he continues even after the date leaves him, which is on top of this mountain here. She's like, you're kind of a real shithead and I'm not having a great time. So I just asked Fred for a ride back into town. <laughs> so, and she goes, you and your son have something else in common. You both don't have dates. And she drives off and I was like, that's a sick burn, but it's not actually true. It's not actually true. I know you don't know this lady because you weren't watching the movie, but like he's doing pretty well. Yeah, like he's having the best night. It's a great date. It's a really nice, sweet date. It is. Um, it's a great meet cute. Yeah, it's so cute. Right. Bumping in, the two of you bumping into each other in a movie theater, like because you're both not at prom, is already the cutest thing. Yeah. And then the, like everything else, that's it's it's adorable. It's really cute. They drive away to avoid his father. They park on a cliffside. This is a nice, you know, nice view. And he's sitting there. And then, oh, what happened? Some cars pulled in. Mm -hmm. And it's, she's like, oh, that's, you know, Shelly Duvall and Billy Winters or whatever. (laughs) Like,. Is that what she said? Probably. That's, that's pretty much that's what she said. That's how I remember yeah. it. Um, yeah. But she's like, oh, I know them. And, and over there in that car is Tracy Ullman and Billy Winters. <laughs> a different one, though. It's spelled different. <laughs> this town is just filthy with Billy Winters. So many. It's a very common name. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and then both these couples park on either sides of their car. And she's like, do you know where we are? This is like whatever. It's yeah, like make it's like out make point. Out point. Yeah. So she's like, oh, you know, shit. Like, they're going to see us. She's like, you got to do something. And Chris Young is just like, okay. And he just leans in and starts making out with her. And she's like, yeah. Yeah, into it. Yeah, they make out until like the next time we see them, all the other cars are gone. Oh, yeah, they just, they're <laughs> they just going down. they fell asleep. It's cute, right? Because it definitely so insinuates that they didn't have sex. Right. They just like fell asleep on each other's shoulders. Yeah, they just yeah. fell asleep sitting in the car. Yeah. Like, after making out for hours. <laughs> They're just so exhausted. So horny. And, that and car must stink like pheromones oh so bad. My oh, my God. Oh, my God. It smells like the tiger cage of the zoo. <laughs> oh, he's like, it's morning. Uh, I guess I can drive you home now. And she's like, yeah. At this point, you can see that she's like, "Do we? is it over? Do we have to? Like, yeah. She's like, we could just still hang out. But she doesn't want to say anything because that's not cool. Uh, up on the mountain when they were doing their scenic, uh, you know, star stargazing, he was like, I'm not popular, so I'm alone on Saturday nights. That's That's why I know all the star stuff. You're not the only one that feels lonely. You know, he's not he's lonely because he's not popular because nobody wants to hang out with him. But she is trying to be popular because she's lonely. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really sweet. And then they make out passionately (laughs) and then they fall asleep. And then when they wake up, it's dawn. 
Uh, no dancing, but wow, their tongues did the their dancing. tongues the dance of the tongues. <laughs> I'm sure that's something Kelsey Grammer would yell out of his oh, car. God, so They're weird. doing the dance of the tongue, <laughs> So he's like, I can drive you home. She's like, I guess, sure, that's fine. They pull up a little down the street from her house. I guess you want to get out here. And she's like, what? Why? And he's like, well, you probably don't want to be seen get out of my car. And she's like, yeah. I'm still really hungry. And he goes. But she doesn't want the night to no, end. No, she doesn't. And she can't. But you can't say that. She's not there yet. Right. I also feel like there's a little bit of like a insecurity is in like a. Yep. Is he into me? Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my, I, bro- you know, I broke up with my boyfriend because he wouldn't, like, stop pestering me for sex. I just made out in the, with this kid all night in a car, and he didn't try anything. Yeah. This is great. This is very refreshing. He's like, boy, things sure do look different in the light of day. But she, I think, is like, oh, yeah, I guess maybe. So she's very, like, unsure. Yeah. So this is her Hail Mary. Is like, I'm still pretty hungry. We yeah. didn't end up getting any of that food. And he's like, we could go to HUD's. And she's like, yeah, let's go. Where everyone is. Where everyone is. So then we cut to HUD's. And this is now everybody's, we're putting the bows on everybody's story. Yeah. Yep. So, at the party, Brian Bloom gets peer pressured basically by his dumb friends into going upstairs with Tracy Gold to try and coerce her into sex. She was warned by Tempest Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. And they had like a little falling out, a little bit of an argument. Where Tempest Bledsoe's like, yeah, he's a shithead. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of prom. Like, you don't need to be here. Right. You know, Tracy Gold's like, I'm having a fucking great night. Like, this is amazing. You're jealous. It was like, yeah. And she's like, you know, else. you're just mad that I didn't spend the night with you, or, you know, hang out with you. And we're, we're losers. <laughs> you're just mad because we're losers. You're just mad because we're losers. <laughs> but then she does know that in the back of her mind, which is why she keeps being like, hey, maybe we don't have to go into the house in the party and make out and mm-hmm. whatever. Maybe we can just go to HUDs and talk. And like I said, he's into that. He's like, yeah. Until his friends are like, dude, bro, you got a nailer. Right. And he's like, oh, yeah, I do. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. You're oh, right, 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 right. Good looking now. Good looking. <laughs> like, it's so fucking dumb. Dick forgot. Sorry. Yeah, oh, my dick. <laughs> he got confused. <laughs> he takes her up to, you know, bedroom. He tries to, like, you know, lean. She asks, like, hey, why did you uh, pick me? And he does, at the dance, just kiss her rather than answer her. He really does. Which she's like, you can tell she's like. I'm clocking this. Right? Yeah. But she also is like, I'm getting to make out with this hot guy. For this sure. is okay. <laughs> I can ask, I can question him later. For sure. But she asks him again, like, when they're in the room, like, you're having a good time, right? Like, we're just, we're hanging out. We're, this, is, this is like a real thing, right? It's not just a bet, kind of. And, <laughs> and he's like, hey, let's make out some more. And she's like, hey, so I fucking know that you only want to go out with me because you think I'm like a sure thing for whatever reason. So, you know, and he's like, oh, I didn't say that. Billy or whatever the fuck said that. And she's like, yeah. But then, you know... Billy Winters. Yeah, Billy Winters, probably. <laughs> Billy Winters. Loudmouth Billy Winters. Fucking loudmouth. That's why you have to keep them separate. You have to. Because one of them just tells everybody, and one yeah. of them, he wouldn't tell him. Like wouldn't a, tell a soul. Like a lock and a key. That's right. Yeah. She's like, yeah, and then that guy told this guy, and that guy told this guy, and that guy told the guy at the video store, and he told Margaret. Margaret told me. And now I'm telling you, and I'm pissed. <laughs> and he's like... I mean, it did start out like that, but, like, now I actually kind of like you, and, like, maybe we can still go out. And she, and to her credit, this never happens in movies. Mm-hmm. Never happens, and I mm-hmm. love it. She goes, no, you yeah. should have liked me first, rather than trying to score with me. Dunzo, you dumped. Yep. Bye, bitch. Yeah, so he got dumped twice in 24 hours. Good, he deserved it. Yeah, exactly. To his credit, he has a face turn at the end. He does. Which I was like, I'm actually happy about that it was pretty good yeah some movies like you're like oh that's just a face saving thing so you don't hate the character yeah but with this i was like i, I kind of didn't hate him I feel like he learned something he did like maybe? yes he did start off and it was fucked up to you know his credit he fessed up when 
confronted. Like, he didn't try to, like, dig the hole deeper. A lot yeah. of movies do that. Yeah. But also, a lot of movies would have her just be like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, well, the end result is the same. It's like, no, I like that she was like, no, I'm standing up for myself. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Now, she's at, oh, no, she swings by Margaret's. Yes. Knocks on the window like it's fucking Dawson's Creek. A lot of window knocking and teen oh, yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of uh, hello, hi, I'm outside. Clarissa. Yeah. And Sam, yeah. She's like, hey, I'm sorry. You were right. Uh, Margaret goes, are you okay? That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. Which is, again, that's the, like, it's there. Mm-hmm. But they're not, she's not like, were you sexually assaulted? Like, they're not, right, right, they're right. not putting a fucking right. button on it. But yeah. it's just like, are you okay? Yeah. And that's the first thing she asks. And I was like, oh, I like that that's in here. Like, yeah. And she goes, oh, I'm great. And then Margaret's like, oh, they did it. And like, and she was into it. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, how was it? She goes, it's great. I dumped it. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, it's awesome. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's so awesome. It's so good. And she's like, you what? <laughs> And she's like, yeah, I jumped him. You were right. He was a shithead. And so I jumped him. I felt bad because we were supposed to hang out, you know, all night. And I, I, you know, I I fucked it up. And Margaret's like, yeah, you did. And shuts the window. Uh Yeah, she really did. (laughs) And I was like, I kind of love that, too. Yeah. It's it's a little bit like, because, again, it's not like she bailed on her. Right. Margaret encouraged her to go. Right. She's like. I have a date with Tom Cruise. Right. And she, yeah, exactly. She's like, it's fine. You go on your date with yeah. Kevin. I got a date with Tom Cruise. We're going to watch all the right moves. You pause just right. You can see his penis. That's from Scream. <laughs> Scream keeps coming That's, back. Also, I saw all the right moves. Couldn't find it. Tracy Gold opens the window again. It's like, I'm really sorry. Like, I fucked up. You're my best friend. I hope still. And then Margaret's like, yeah. Because I, I feel like Margaret gets it you yeah. know what i mean like first of all she encouraged it second of all if the shoe had been on the other foot she would have done the same thing right if she was having like, like a once in a lifetime like best night of your yeah. life like totally unexpected i got asked to prom by not just anybody but like a really hot guy yeah it's like yeah i probably would have done the same thing right right i wouldn't have wanted to believe that either yeah they make amends so they're at they're at huds in the morning everybody's at huds now uh larry and nancy at this point i'm still not sure whether they're getting divorced or not because they keep being like he sings in her face and for some reason that that does it for her and she's like she's like that was groovy which is a callback to he was like you liked my guitar playing you said it was groovy and she's like i fucking never said groovy groovy's a dumb word you say groovy i don't say groovy yeah it was a lot it was harsh (laughs) yeah it's really so when when he's like singing you've lost a love and feeling into her face at from, the at the prom like she is the microphone <laughs> like surrounded by dancing teenagers yeah dude yeah and she's like that was really groovy larry and i was like that's sweet it's sweet it's yeah. sweet but that's crazy because if I, I i said this to you i was like if we were married for 20 years and we just kept fighting and then you were like we should get a divorce and I was like, yeah, I guess so. And then they started playing our song, regardless of it's the worst thing to have as your song. <laughs> regardless of that, any song. And then we slow dance, one last slow dance for old time's sake. And then you started to sing into my face. <sighs> I would be like, this is annoying. Yeah, I've Please made the right decision to divorce you. Yeah, I, yeah. I said, I, I was like, that is the, one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever you seen. You really were like crawling out of your skin. It's so funny. It's something about that, like singing at somebody is like that doesn't do it. i know some people have like the, the like a public display yeah, thing yeah. like really irks people and they don't like it it's not that it's just like singing directly into someone's face is uh-uh. like crazy that's a crazy thing to do it's an awful thing to do like scream two jerry o'connell gets up on the table oh yeah yeah, yeah. he sings that's yeah. fine 10 things i hate about you heath ledger pirate radios over the <laughs> loudspeaker at the football game and he sings that's totally great because he's not doing it directly into their face. Right. So that was weird. And she was like, I do love you, Larry. <laughs> this, my whole life was worth, has been worth it. Right. So, but but then they're still kind of like, because they're afterwards, they're, he's like, what should we do? And he's like, let's go where we went after 
our prom and it's a it's a metal or stone statue that larry has somehow carved larry loves nancy into and i was like how the fuck did you do that? Like, you carve your initials in trees because they're wood, and you can do that with a screwdriver. How did you carve shit into a stone statue? And I had to remind you, Hunter, <laughs> it's because Larry is a man. Yeah, that's you were he's like all man. You were like he's full of testosterone. He's and, just he's a yeah. guitar. He's an axe wielding <laughs> man. Dude, it's the craziest thing. It's, it's wild. a crazy detail. It really is. Um, it's crazier if it's metal, but it's still crazy if it's stone. Like, I mean, Larry's like. Well, you know, every every year of our marriage, I came out here before coming home for dinner, and I, I carved it a little deeper. <laughs> it's been a 20-year secret. Me and a chisel out here every night. Every night. You thought I was a guitar practice, but I really was. Oh, my God. So, remember when I was coming back late from my salesman meetings while I was really here learning? I was taking classes oh my God. How, to, how to vandalize a stone statue with this... our love, Nancy. <laughs> The saddest, saddest line in this is when he's like, I'm a guitar player. She's like, no, you're not. You're, you're a, a salesman. salesman. And it's like. You can see it hurts. It, I, I mean, that's it's way harsh, Ty, it, right? Like, it's like. It is. But yeah, you can see it on his to... face. He's like, yeah. And thanks for always reminding me of that. Right. Like, it's like, ugh. Can I be yeah, more you're, it's not that? that. Yeah. It's not that he's the bad one. She's the good. They're both mean to each other. And that's, what yeah. he, that's why they're saying, like, we're like caged animals. Like, all we do is fight mm-hmm. and pick at each other. Yeah. So he takes her to the statue and she's like. You did carve this here somehow using a laser, I guess, <laughs> in the 70s. We still love each other. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> and the whole time I'm just like, man, but what, he going to put his foot in his mouth again or she's going to like they're yeah. going to do something. So now they're they're at the diner arriving at the diner. Uh, Patrice and Roger, which is uh, Christine Applegate and Matthew Perry. They had to pawn everything they had watches and including his pre-engagement ring, which only warrants him two dollars from Louis Arquette. And Patrice is Hiss. Yeah, because she's like, I know that that symbolizes your love and commitment to me. And Matthew Perry's doing like a, oh, fuck, away from the half turned away from the camera. And then Louis Arquette's like, $2. And she's like, what? And he's like, imitation zirconium. <laughs> 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 so they get to the diner. They're still having an argument. And he goes, you never listen to me. You know, because she's like, we got, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. They go back to the, the house and they get arrested oh, by right, the cops because right, right, right. the noise ordinance. They walk into the house when everyone is passed out on top of each other. And it's playing... Uh, party till you drop. Right, right, right. Again. Still. 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 It never stops. I'm sure there was a cut scene where someone was like, put it on repeat. It's on fucking slave. Play it again. <laughs> Do it again. It's Michael Cimbella's Freebird. You'd think it'd be Maniac. Right. But it's rocking. The true drop. fans know. True fans. Oh, yo, deep cut. <laughs> Michael Cimbella concert. Everybody's <laughs> like, Maniac, Maniac. And you just hear two lone voices at the back. <laughs> <laughs> Both wearing Stephen King roll shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, they get arrested and they I guess they get bailed out. It's it's off screen. So they walk in and she's like, I'm glad that, you know, we we got let go out of prison before they made us put on those jumpsuits because we're still in our prom gear. And she's like, We're criminals now, Roger. Our careers are whatever. And he's like, I don't care about any of this. None like of this... he said something and she was like, Don't you learn that in jail? Yeah. Like, that's right. You guys were in there for five minutes. Yes. You guys were in there for a cup of coffee. Please relax. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and he's like, You never listen to me. She's like, I'm not listening to this or I'm not hearing this or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want to do any of that stuff. And I don't want to be pre engaged or engaged or married to you. And she's like, What are you saying? And he's like, I want to be a fireman. Yeah. And he just kind of has this like, Yeah. I think I just yeah. figured it out. He's like, yeah, I don't want to go to college. I want to be a fireman. Yeah. 
And like, he's just like, I figured it out. And it cuts to three of their friends all dropping their drinks, which is like a thing they do three times in the scene. It's, it's funny every time. It's great. And they're just like, what the fuck? She's like, oh my God. And she sees her parents, goes, runs over, sits next to her mom. And she's like, this is the worst night of my life. Uh, you know, Roger and I just split up. Her dad, Larry, is like, it's probably for the best. And he's like, you guys were, you know, getting a little too serious a little too soon. You know, Nancy says like, uh, we don't want you to make the same mistakes we did. She's like, your marriage wasn't a mistake. And they both kind of go, it kind of was. Like, that's some real shit. It, right? I was like, wow. Like, yeah. Like this scene. And it's what? Five, six lines. Like, yeah. I was like, damn, they really like nailed this. Yeah. They were like, it took us 20 years to. to yeah. And then they hold hands. Figure it out. Yeah. Like, it took us 20 years to figure out that our marriage wasn't, you know, working. We do love each other. And like, we're going to figure it out. Yeah. And I was like, that's rad. That's like super, super adult. It is. And, and it's like such progressive. A, yes. And it's such a like cohesive arc for them throughout the whole yeah. thing. Could easily have been like, oh, your dad and I are getting a divorce. And then they could have still held hands or high fived or right, something. Right, right, right. And that could have been like a button joke. Yeah. Like, but they were like, no, 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 instead of going for like a joke, yeah. like it'll have like actual heart and like weight to it. And but, I was it like, but it's not like a sitcom saccharine no no it's it, just like it real feels talk. very real yeah. and, and like you said adult it feels like hey this is like a measured response to this yeah yeah it's good i guess i guess we have no recourse now but to talk about kelsey Grammer. so this whole time kelsey Grammer is this uptight pharmacist who doesn't want his daughter to have any fun edie mcclurg is like clearly has a fun side but she she tempers that down when kelsey Grammer's around and right. kind of just like he wouldn't approve is a dutiful wife and like yeah. kind of like goes after what he backs says her, backs her backs husband, her husband up, up when arguing with their daughter right know. right right so we find out in the climax of the movie here when everyone's together that alan thick and edie mcclurg and kelsey Grammer all went to school together yeah tracy gold and uh tempest bledsoe are you know at the diner they're tracy gold's doodling italy on a placemat or whatever oh yeah she's been changed she wants yes. to go to school in italy yeah she's now. like i'm going to school in italy and, yeah. and tempest bledsoe's like that's wild that's such a huge step for you yeah she's like i'm going to art school i've always wanted to go there yeah yeah and she's like that's great i'm so happy for you and then kelsey Grammer comes in and he's like what what's going on you know she's you know what's why why, why are you even here what are you doing here? what are you even doing here and he's like you have to come home right now because like and he lists all these things and he's like you know breaking and entering oh, and yeah. running out on a check and doing this thing and that and the other and she's like i didn't do any of those things and he's like no but i did <laughs> <And she> <laughs> implying like i did those things and you made me right it's yeah. your fault so we're going home and she's like i'm not going home i broke up with him uh, nothing happened i had a great time and now i'm here with my friend you raised me to be like a good person like why can't you trust me and he's like you're right i do i will i'll continue to trust you and she's like yeah and I'm going to go to school in Italy. And he's like, what's that now? <laughs> and he says, like, oh, you dumped the one punk and you're going to a continent filled with them. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Edie McClure's like, Ed, rein it in. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, we're done now. <laughs> and so as they're talking, Alan Thicke comes up and he's like, hey, I'm still trying to give this fucking old <laughs> wilted corsage to my son. <laughs> I know it's 6 a.m. Uh... <laughs> 6 a.m. I haven't slept in 24 hours. <laughs> This is really important to me as a father. I gotta give this this old weed to my son. Like, you know that can't be good. You at know this the, point, right? the thing that that the one date puts on the other date at the beginning of the date. Well, now it's the next morning, <laughs> and like, I just what? but I still I gotta get this to him. It's symbolic more than anything. Right, right. <laughs> oh God. So. He's, like, asking anybody if they know Dan, and Kelsey Grammer's like, hey, pal, do you mind just, uh, fuck off for a minute? I'm, I'm talking to my daughter here. And Alan Thicke goes, I know you. You're, uh, Stroll. Yeah. Wild man Stroll. And he's like, no, 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 no
<laughs> Jersey Girl's like, Wild Man. He's like, uh, was a nickname. Uh, children can be cruel. Yes. <laughs> Which is like such a funny line. <laughs> and he's like, nah, man, you were fu- Remember when you streaked in front of the like, ladies' locker room or whatever? And she's like, Dad, you were naked around girls. He's like, this is before I met your mother. <laughs> and then um, Alan Dick's like, and who was that? What was that scandal? You knocked up, uh, what was her name? Uh, that redhead. Uh, 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 that redhead. She was so hot. What was her name? Whatever. And Ian McClure goes, Ruth. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, red hot Ruth. And he like looks at Ian McClure and he's like, and and Tracy Gold's like, and he's like, uh, anyway, nice catching up with you. I'm going to go look for my son. I got this wilted corsage. Got to go. And he Alan like, Thicke just comes, spills all the tea and <laughs> yeah, leaves. leaves. And so, yeah, uh, Tracy Gold finds out that her mom was red hot Ruth, which explains the little slinky black dress uh-huh. and the fucking air guitar. And the air guitar, yeah. And... They fucking partied. They partied and hard. She partied with Wild Man Stroll. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she got pregnant and they had a daughter and then they settled down and tried to raise her respectively, which they've done a very good a job. Very of. good, clearly. Yeah. And he explains to her that, like, well, we're so tough on you because we don't want you to end up in ed- the same situation. Do what we, we did yeah. in and the it, wild times, which also, like, worked out for them, too. Like, yeah. I feel like it. And it's sweet. Yeah. And it, it makes how fucking crazy he is. A, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. He was wild man. Yeah, and but, so was she. Right. I like that too because yeah. if, it was, if like Edie McClurg wasn't like wild hot stuff lady. Yeah, yeah. And he was the wild guy. I feel yeah. like that would be like weird. Right. If he was dragging stuff. her around all night. Yeah, and yeah, being, yeah, like, yeah. Super controlling. But and, it's like, oh, you both were. It's yeah. like, yeah, you both were. Y- y'all, y'all both freaks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and like, I like that. And I also like that. Yeah. Then he's like, you're right. We should trust you. We do trust you. And yeah. That's when he's like, Italy. You know, and he has like a mild heart attack for like uh-huh. the 40th time in 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, all right, well, we're going to leave. We're going to leave you here. Good, goodbye. Good day. <laughs> and he like leaves. And as he's walking out, Eden McClurg goes to Alan Thicke. And she's like, I recognize you. And she goes, you're Lefcourt. Weenie Lefcourt. <laughs> and he's like, uh, D- Dr. Weenie. I mean, Dr. Jack Lefcourt. <laughs> They're like, yeah. And and <laughs> Wild Man goes like, yeah, remember when you brought your aunt to prom and tried to convince us you were dating a cocktail waitress? And he's like, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, I might have had some weenie-ish tendencies, but, you know, people change, and um, I totally slam all that vag now, or yeah. whatever, like, <laughs> horrible, like, <laughs> toxic fucking thing. <sighs> and he's like, I'm totally, I'm, a, yeah, I score all the time now. And Kelsey Grammer's thing is he's like, all right, good, good talking to you, weenie. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> So fucking funny. Oh, so the second cup drop is the the revelation that uh, Red Hot Ruth and Wild Man Stroll are her her friend's parents. Mm -hmm. And it cuts to Tempest Bledsoe, and it's like the most perfect cup drop where she's just like... (gasps) It's, It's The timing is immaculate. It's so funny. And it works super well, even though it's the same joke they did a minute ago. Yeah. It's so f- she does it so well. It's because the perfect I feel timing. like I feel like everybody's in on the joke. The audience, the director, the actors, the writers. I feel like we're all like on the same page. Yeah. The movie starts off a little bit more straight mm-hmm. because you have to establish your characters and what they all want and what they're doing. Yeah. And then after that, you can have fun. Yeah. And they're like, well, the third act is all resolution and this should be all fun. So yeah. that's why the soundtrack gets sillier. I think that's why there's more mm-hmm. jokes like that. Mm-hmm. And I think it works. Yeah. Because we've we covered everybody else. I think we've covered everybody, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. In Walk, Dan, Chris Young, and Shelly is Alyssa, Alyssa Milano. Milano. One of their friends is like, oh my God, Shelly, what are you doing with that dork? Like, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, he looks at her like, oh, f- I fucking, uh, I, I done blew up your spot. I'm sorry. And she goes, going steady. Yeah. And then they kiss. It's and so it's adorable. cute. It's so cute. And Alan Thick is there. 
<laughs> he has the corsage. He's like, here you go, Dan. And Dan doesn't at all react to his father being not there. At all. I, not I, at all. I, I said out loud, I was like, do you not find it weird your dad is, no, <laughs> is there? No, he's just like, I hate, I'm I'm getting a, a big old smooch. Yeah, in front of everybody. In front I have of everybody. A, I have a girlfriend. From the class hottie. Right. From yeah. the most po- one of the most popular girls in school is my girlfriend right. now. Right, uh, Yeah, that's what you said. Like, You're you like, he didn't be... even register that was his no, dad. No, no, no. He's like, you could be the fucking waiter. You could right. be a janitor. You could be the president. Yeah. So like, I don't yeah. care. He's just like, thanks, bro, and puts the corsage yeah. on her. <laughs> and then it's just hard out to credits, and it's like, it's great. Yeah. I mean, like, hard out. Like, it's, like, done. Immediate. It's yeah. Great. It's like a smash cut. There's there's one other smash cut in this movie that's as good and satisfying, oh, which is yeah. which is <laughs> when they're at the party. They're up on the second floor, Tracy Gold and Brian Bloom, and they're making out just before she's like, hey, you only want me for my body, right? That's the whole thing. Kelsey Grammer's up on a ladder, and he's peeking over the, like, fucking Bluto from Animal House. <laughs> he's, like, peeking over the windowsill. And you hear, I guess the ladder starts to tip, and he's, you hear him go, like, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> and then it smash cuts from him falling in garbage to her making out with her boyfriend. And I was like, is there a more satisfying smash cut oh in cinema? God. Like, it's like your your father falling in trash. In literal trash. Oh, my God. It's funny. And after that, he's just got, like, soot smeared on his face. Oh, yeah. He's just, like, dirty and disheveled. Like a, like and... a chimney sweep. <laughs> Which is funny because uh. Edie McClurg gets more put together. Yeah, as the night as goes on. As the night on. goes on, right? Like... Yeah, she takes her curlers out so she looks good. Yeah, like, yeah, she got like a cool coat on She has a cool jacket, yeah. yeah. Dude, it's great. Man, anybody else cast as them and it doesn't work It doesn't well. work, yeah. Because you need somebody, I mean, A, he, his is the craziest arc. Would or, you say it's the wildest? Yes, it's the wildest. They're, theirs, as a couple, as as parents. Theirs oh, yeah. is the wildest story storyline throughout the thing. You need two actors of their, like, caliber and reliability and, like, also, like, not afraid to, like, really go big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To let you know, like... Now we're having fun with it. Right, right. Because, yeah, if it was somebody else playing it straight, oh. It's not fun. Yeah, it's him being like, oh, now she's smoking. Like, there's no gravitas. There's no, like, unhinged element to mm-hmm. it. It doesn't work as well. No. But Kelsey Grammer is the moment, like, Kelsey Grammer being unhinged is the moment that you're like, oh, I can just, like, enjoy this. Exactly. And then from the, and that's really the turning point of the movie after that just starts becoming more and more fun consistently. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to to talk about oh no i think yeah we, we covered i mean a lot of ground yeah kelsey Grammer is like when when he first sees tracy gold in her prom dress he's like where did you get that dress and she's like it was mom's like don't you ever talk about your mother like that <laughs> 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 which is a great line a great line it is it's like peak 80s sitcom humor that yeah. is it's silly but it's still smart you know like it's not like I feel like nowadays so much comedy is like you got to like beat somebody over the head with it. You know what I yes. mean? It's like there were so many subtle little lines that were like just genuinely funny and not dated at all. No. Yeah. It would, it's still funny. It's it's all the timing and the delivery, but like mm-hmm. it would still be funny today. Exactly. Yeah. And Tempest Bledsoe, oh, right? So like, we forgot his, uh, his, his face turn. Oh, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Te- uh, uh, Tempest Bledsoe and, and Tracy Gold are like talking about going to Italy and all this. They're so happy. And one of his friends walks by and sees her and he sees Brian Bloom at the counter and he goes up and he's like, hey, man, you must have done your job. She's still smiling. Yeah. And he, fucking Brian Bloom gets up and fucking cold cocks him right in the face. Yeah. And, like, and guy goes down. He's like, the fuck, man? I didn't do anything. He's like, neither did she. And he walks out. And I yeah. was like, nice. Yeah. It's a good little face turn at the it, end. It really was. And it wasn't a, like, it didn't seem to have any, it wasn't about his ego. No, and he didn't do it for her. 
Right, because like, she didn't even no, no, he didn't do she it like to there, show yeah. her like, see, I care about you. Like, right, he just did it because it was the right thing to do. Right, and then he's like, peace, and like, <laughs> hopefully he gets it now. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, I committed assault. I have to go. <laughs> right, <laughs> <laughs> which is why it'd be great if he was the cop. Oh, absolutely! It'd be great if his partner was his dumb friend that he punched. Oh my god, that'd be fantastic! And the whole time he's just like, remember you punched me on prom night? And he's like, I will punch you again. <laughs> and I mean, Matthew Perry is a fireman. Yeah, Matthew Perry's a fireman. Because, like, that's what... And he, he, wants, to, and and he, he wants to be it. fire chief. Oh, yeah, he does want to be fire so, chief. So, like, maybe he maybe he has kids, maybe he doesn't. Mm. But, like, maybe he's like, oh, he's the uncle that always pops by. Or, you know, like, oh, yeah, like, oh, we were friends from back in the day. Like, we, yeah. we went to high school together. Right. And so he's always popping by, and he's like, yeah, I want to be fire chief. And, like, maybe one of the older kids also wants to be a fireman. Oh, cute. Right? And maybe yeah. that's like a, but we want you to go to college, like... I stayed in town and I did this and like we just want you to have more opportunities than we had and he's like yeah but like Uncle you know Uncle Roger he's, Uncle Chandler, he's happy he's... Uncle Chandler <laughs> Uncle Ben could I be a fireman <laughs> <laughs> could this be any hotter <laughs> could this fire be more alarms <laughs> Tempest Bledsoe I think that she oh, she's so good in the Cosby Show I was always like oh, fucking Vanessa right like yeah. like fucking Vanessa and I mean that was the character right oh my god Jesus Christ what is it now right in this I was like oh wait no she's like awesome really good like, in she's this. really I feel like it's kind of a shame right yeah. like she could have been like yeah she I mean like she should have been in more stuff she should have been in more stuff and like she should have been in this more way more um, like you know she doesn't have to like end up with somebody like also oh I also fell in love tonight or whatever right but, right, like, right she could have had some misadventures yeah I wonder but, what uh, she'd be doing now I mean, we'd have to bring them all back to the town for a reason, you know what I mean? Yeah, some, so some like, moved away, some didn't. Right, right. So even if she was like a big shot like fashion person or yeah. like magazine editor person or something, you know, she'd have to come back to town for something. Maybe she runs like a like a Fright Rags type company where she makes, cool. where she designs like cool clothes based on movies. Cool. Yeah. Right? Like she's like, oh, and like it's like Top Gun. Like she's like, oh, I made like this this dress and the prince inspired by Top Gun, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Or, because they're in L.A., yeah. maybe she is, a, like, a famous costume designer. Oh, yeah. Works, movies, works on movies I mean? now. Yeah. 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 That's also a good excuse for, like, fun stunt casting. Like, if you can get anybody yeah. where it's like, hey, Aunt Margaret, like, I need the spare key. And she's like, okay, but you have to meet me at my job. I, I can't leave. Right. And then, like, she comes in. She's like, you have the key? And it's like, Jack Black. Is yeah. And he's like, yeah. hey, pimity pop pop, whatever, and then <laughs> hey, and he's gone. Jackety yeah. black. black. Jack <laughs> <laughs> because so if, so who, Tracy Gold, so she goes to Italy, right? Yeah. She's, she does her art school. She comes back. Who's she with? Is she with anyone? We could maybe, that, that could be a way to bring in like somebody else, maybe an actor from the era who wasn't actually in this. Yeah, so somebody like from that. another show from around That's that time good. who she like met in Italy or That's really good. met, you know, through art or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you could do that. That's really... I like that. Where it's like, oh, it fits right in. The casting fits. Right. Let's make Margaret a lesbian. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally work. That'd be great. Yeah. And you could do more more stunt casting. Well, no, who could be her wife? I want someone unexpected. Yeah, you know? exactly. That's the thing. Is like, I have, you, have to, you have to dig dig deep. I mean, maybe it could just be Bette... Oh, Bette. Uh, sorry. Uh, Bette Midler. <laughs> maybe it could be Bette Midler. No. May, wait, wait. No. This Bette actually, Midler. Bette Midler, no. It makes sense if it is Jennifer Beals. Oh, yeah. Because, right? She was in the L word. Right. Not that that means she has to play lesbian and everything, but like right. we're already like, she's kind of a lesbian icon, even though she's not gay, right? Right. Also, Michael Sambello, crossover, Flashdance, with Maniac, yeah. we could have a fun moment. Yes, we could, yeah. Yeah. 
Or, oh, oh or, it could be the reunion. Oh, right. That could be the That's way we... That's the way everyone comes back because yeah. it's the reunion, right? Yeah. And then... And they play Maniac at the... Yes. At the dance. They play both. They play both, right. Yeah. Yeah. This is perfect. This works. Maybe, maybe it's not Jennifer Beals. She's in character as Beth, <laughs> from the, who is an shared, art dealer. Shared universe, yeah. Yeah. That's how Tempest Bledsoe met, met Jennifer Beals through... Tracy Gold, right? Because she's an artist and Bet's an art dealer. Fucking perfect. I like this. This is really good. Yeah, this is actually pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> See, I have like things to do, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like I can't spend all day coming things. up with this genius idea. Yeah, yeah. but like, if I didn't, right. if I didn't, if I could commit, yeah, just yeah. like a full month, I would dive so fucking hard into this because i'm into this yeah this would be great yeah and plus like and Alyssa yeah. milano and chris young are still together yeah they were the high school sweethearts that worked out yes right yeah they got together at senior prom come on and then like maybe they even went to like different colleges they went to different colleges yeah but they stayed together long distance yeah. made it work yeah or maybe even they were on a break then we can uh, bring in some more friends. She dated Ross. She dated Joey. She dated Gunther. She dated yeah. that duck. <laughs> College Irvin is experimenting. Dated Marcel. Um, have you seen a better monkey actor? Uh, no. He, okay, Dunstan could never. No, no, no. <laughs> I can. It's like I can see it. Yeah, it it feels like, and you can do so much like fun stunt casting stuff, especially if we've already, if right from the jump or within like the first like three, four episodes, we do the L word as part of the shared universe. Then we've opened the door to like shared universe as a concept. Yeah. So like we could even, it doesn't even have to be necessarily inherently spooky. Yeah. But like we could do a, a they go to Santa Carla where Lost Boys is Oh set. my God. Yeah. Right. This could be like the biggest, this could be the biggest movie of our generation. Yeah. It could, and it could be so much fun. It could be so much fun. And like Kiefer Sutherland is like an old weirdo telling everybody about vampires. Oh, he's the guy at the beginning of the year. <laughs> <gasps> oh, I love this. <laughs> yeah. So what's Christina Applegate doing now? But like her, What's Patrice doing now? Character wise, it would make the most sense if she's still like Patrice. Where she's sure. like... Maybe she's, like, got married to somebody who wasn't in the movie, mm -hmm. but they're, like, divorced and she hasn't told anybody yet. Oh, just like on the Brady Bunch Christmas movie. But, yeah, like, maybe it's the same thing of, like, oh, I'm putting on airs, like, everything's cool and we're oh. all socialites and we're all, but, like, things are bad. Yeah, I like that. And maybe we do, like, a one, uh, like, a stunt casting one episode, Linda Cardellini's Huffify, oh, just briefly. Imagine? Could you imagine? I love her. <gasps> I love the two story. of them together? Yeah. You've oh, seen all of Dead to Me, oh, yeah? Oh, God, so good. It's, oh, it's, 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 it's oh my incredible. God. And from Linda Cardellini, then we can get, like, all the Scooby gang. <laughs> and then that opens up through Matt Lillard. We have all the Scream oh, yeah, guys. yeah. Other side of that, all the Can't Hardly Wait people. All the Can't Hardly Wait people. This could be, like, the, what do they call us? What are we? Geniuses. Elder. <laughs> no, I don't mean, like, the world. Like, oh. what do, like, the, <laughs> what, we're, we're elder millennials, right? Yes, yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. thing. Like, this could be the elder millennial, like, fucking dream. Yeah. I have another good casting opportunity if Jennifer Beals is not available to play, to play Tempest Bledsoe's wife. Okay. Gabrielle Union. Oh, boy. Distill my heart. I, yeah, I know. That's great casting, right? This is all very good casting. she's also of that yeah. era. Yeah. So many people. Mm-hmm. I mean, Seth Green's got to make an appearance. Sure. Definitely. And I think he'd do it, too. He likes stuff like this. He does like stuff like this. Plus, he was in so many of the things in this, like... 
nebulous, yeah. like, he's in Buffy, he's in Can't Hardly Wait. Right, right. Yeah, he's all over that stuff. He's in Airborne. He was in Airborne, yeah. Yeah. With Wiley Edie McClurg. Man. Wiley Man. He should like rollerblade by Edie McClurg. Oh my god. Oh my god, I'd die. She's like, looking good. <laughs> <laughs> looking good, Wiley. <sighs> looking good, Wiley. <laughs> yeah, can we just make Wiley a character in the show? <laughs> it's like, all right, here's the pitch. It's based on a TV movie from 1988 that no one's ever seen. It's got an incredible cast. It has all kinds of potential. Backdoor pilot. It's an interesting setup. We could, you know, run it during the summer. You can run it whenever. Like, it's set during summer, so it's perfect. West Coast, great weather, all this stuff. Also, a, one character from a totally different movie that's unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that could be the whole thing, right? Right. Because bet, uh, Jennifer Beals will be bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the fact right? that it's an, uh, like this shared universe thing is just like, cool. Hollywood's the universe. Nobody ever said that uh, Airborne didn't happen in the same universe Thank as you. any of these other things. Thank you very much. So, yeah. Yeah, why not? Yep. We also don't know if Tracy Gold has a brother. No, we don't know anything about it. Oh my god, Alyssa Milano's little shitty sister is like the mayor. Oh yeah. She runs the town. It's good. Maybe maybe Kelsey Grammer has like an illegitimate son. Oh <gasps> he was a wild man. How could he do that to Ruth? I know. Well that's oh. a whole arc. Oh god, I don't know if my heart could take that. <laughs> That'd be so good. That'd be I, it might be too much. It might. I don't know if I could take that. And his son is played by David Hyde Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> baby face. <laughs> the baby face on this guy. Oh. Hello, father. <laughs> <gasps> I hate this. This is Dance a very good Dance till dawn two. Still rocking. Party till you drop. Dance until our feet fall off. <laughs> Every season has a different subtitle that's yeah. each of the lines. Uh-huh. Party till you uh-huh. drop. This could be huge. Tell me, general public that's listening to Hate Watch, yeah. Great Watch, would you not watch this? Yeah, I mean, like, this sounds like so much fun. Yeah. So we're doing an episodic run. Yeah, right? Yeah. Do like, like a limited series? Do like a, a movie that's a backdoor pilot. Okay, yeah. And then, yeah, leaves the door open for the series, and then, yeah. like, limited series, like, yeah, the well, this small is runs, yeah. literally better than White Lotus. That's great. And I loved White Lotus. Yeah, White Lotus is, like, really good. It's really good. This is going to be bigger. But, but this is uh, also fun. Yeah, White Lotus takes turns. It does, and there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot happening. A lot of not fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this is like it can be dramatic, but it's fun. Just like Dance Till Dawn. Here's the thing. So Alan Thicke's not no longer with us, right? Yes. But you know who is Jennifer Coolidge, who could play Alan Thicke's widow. Yeah. Like he married her like after Dance Till Dawn, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. She was another therapist. She or was something. like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And she like Jennifer Coolidge is all over it, but with like Alan Thicke's money. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. She keeps like talking to Chris Young as though she's his mother. Yeah. And like they didn't get married until like. And we don't know anything about his mother, so that's like a, right. a fucking freebie for like stunt casting. Oh, like, who yeah. do you want to have play the mom? Like, right. it could be anybody. It could be anybody. Who do we talk to? Tracy Gold, I think. <laughs> I think we talked to Tracy Gold. Yeah. Tracy, if you're listening. Tracy, if you're listening, please come on the podcast. But then also set aside some time because we have a pitch. It's going to take a while. Dance till Wow. Then. Yeah, no, this, uh, yeah, let's let's vote. We're, we're at the voting part. Uh, like, I, I think we're both in agreement. I think this is a great watch. Great watch. It, like I said, it took a minute for me to find its rhythm. Mm-hmm. But once I once I did, I really thoroughly enjoyed myself talking about it. It's I, I've had a blast like discussing it. And yeah, it's going to be fun. I have to rewatch it because I have to take photos and stuff. For the, for the podcast, for our social media. And I'm like, that's going to be great. Sometimes I'm like, all right, yeah, I got to watch that soon. Yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But like this, I'm like, oh, no, I'll get to watch this soon. Like, yeah. I'll get to watch it again. Like, it's, it's pleasant. 
It is. It's, right? Like, it's just fun. Yes. And like I said, there's weight and heft and dimension to it, like, at the fringes, but it doesn't get too serious. It doesn't feel like a very special episode. It's not preachy. You know? No, it's not preachy at all. It's also not, like, morally... Uh, judgmental. Or... Judgmental. It's not... It doesn't do that, like, 80s, like... The parents are yeah. The eighties parents are right. The yes. kids are wrong. Yeah, eighties was a very conservative time. Yeah. It was very yeah. you know R- Reagan and uh, the war on drugs and all these yeah. things. Like it was a very conservative like pandering to like mm-hmm. fears about the oh the decline of uh, America's youth and like right. there's none of that here. It's no. it's very accepting and. Alan Thicke's thing at the end when they're like, you were a weenie. And she's like, yeah, people could change. And, you know, like, yeah. and it's like, it, that's kind of the whole thing of the whole show. You know, the whole movie is that. Yeah. It's like, it's about like legacy, but growing and changing personal growth. Yeah. Like that's throughout the whole movie. The really whole thing, is. Like cover to cover. Yeah. Every, almost everybody's arc is about personal growth. Yeah. It's about figuring out who you are and what you stand for and what you will, you know, like where you will make your stand. Except for Tempest Bledsoe. Except for Tempest Bledsoe. Yeah, underserved. Racism. Yeah. I mean, it's gotta be. But the fact that she's so underserved means in our, like, reboot. Oh, yeah. She can be, like, our main, one of our main point of view characters. Absolutely. Justice for Margaret. Maybe she's, like, the friend in town that everybody gave their spare key. Ooh. Because she's, like, reliable and everybody's like, oh, yeah, like. Yeah. So they don't call her the bag lady anymore, they call her the key lady. Oh, yeah. Right. And yes. And because what reunion would that even be? They were like 30 year. Re- they're like 40 year reunion. Really? Yeah, we can fudge it. Right. We can fudge it. Frazier was 33. <laughs> oh, God. No, he was never 33. Kelsey Grammer was literally never 33. Fact. No, he was. He was Fact born. He came, he came out of his uh, beloved mother's womb in yep. a smoking jacket and was like, Niles. <laughs> <laughs> get me a, a get me a baby bottle full of brandy. <laughs> it was definitely brandy. <laughs> It was a hundred percent brandy, but right, like I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. No, now I'm just thinking about a baby fridge. Alternate pitch, Tracy. If you're not interested in Anthony Dark Two, hear hear me out. Fraser babies. It's exactly like Muppet Babies, but way worse and terrible. Awful. It's like literally the opposite of babies, kids. It does, though, mostly take place. At a music park, go figure, right? Dad, I don't want to ride these rides. <laughs> oh, it's time for fun. <laughs> so, because this is like probably their like thirty or forty year reunion, yeah. right? We can have it established that they've done this already. Yeah, they've yeah. had like they a did the twenty year, 20 year reunion, yeah. and like so that's because she was clearly not popular. So, like, why right. would all these people trust her with their keys now? Right, you know, right. but that could just be established. That, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This is like their third reunion or some shit, you know? Yeah, we could even do a thing. Like, we even do a gag that, like, at the ten, like, oh, here, I'm, I'm just looking through the photos from the reunions. Yeah. Here's the 10 year reunion. And, like, under her thing, you know, it's like uh, Margaret, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like the bag lady in quotes, like, under yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the prom one. And then, like, the 10 year, it's the something else lady. Yeah. And then, like, the 20 year, it's the something else lady. It's, like, different. It's evolving. Right. And, and, and bet can be like because this is all on facebook you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. tempest Bledsoe just keeps getting all these friend requests for people from high school and she's like jesus christ you know yeah she's like the popular girl now yeah because yeah. she's because yeah she's very cool always was cool yeah was cool before they realized how yep. cool she was and she's reliable everybody can depend on her you know right. if you're like oh I, I locked myself out or like whatever and she's like oh yeah i, I can swing by you yeah. know like she's not here for the shits no yeah this is good i really enjoy this dance till dawn too is 
copyright. Oh, TM, TM, TM. <laughs> yeah, Because sure. I swear to God. I definitely think this is a great watch. I don't, I don't want to speak for you. Yeah. Ditto. Yeah, I want you to direct people to your social media and endeavors and businesses and things. So you can find me on the internet, Instagram, at tapedofftv, and or South Street Art Mart. Um, yeah, southstreetartmart.com, your one-stop shop for wares from local artists and all the fun stuff and pop culture stuff. And if you like this podcast, you probably like the stuff that we have on the website. I, I, like, every time I go in your store... I can't believe the amount of things you can fit into that space. Honestly, we've there's probably one million tiny little things in there. Yeah. From like pins to stickers to t-shirts. Like there's so much inventory. No, and it's all like very accessible and visible. Like it's oh, not like, you. oh, you have a box of stickers. Um, yeah, no, every time, because, like, and you guys are always like, oh, new artist joining the yeah, shop. Yeah. And I'm always like, that's awesome. I'm fucking going to put them boots or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't know. Oh, sexy Furby boots. Oh, yeah. Those Ooh. are great. Holy Ooh. shit. Zoe, an artist named Zoe, made these hand-painted sexy Furby platform leather boots, and they are amazing. If for some reason they have not sold by the time this drops, I will post a picture oh of them God. in our story uh, for this. It, they're so good. Incredible. <laughs> like, so sexy good. Furby, like who like probably works at a diner and is like on her lunch break and she's like the one that holds everything together and she's like pretty hot you know i mean she's pretty hot for furby you know what i mean you know what i'm saying like oh, in yeah, furby for, land for furby she's like an eight yo <laughs> please she's a furby eight <laughs> she's like smoking a cigarette you know what i mean like in her fish right, so to clarify yeah. chris young 2023 10 <laughs> sexy furby furby eight furby eight hard eight you know what? We shouldn't be rating Furbies on their looks. No, no, no. no. It's their personality. That's, you know, this is, this is below us. who they are on the inside. Yeah, exactly. But that is one sexy Furby. I know, she's hot. On them boots. Yeah, you should see the left foot. <laughs> it's two different Furbies. Both hot. Oh, my God. That's not a joke, though. They do have sexy Furby boots at the yeah, store. Yeah, no, it's actual. They might actually have sold by the time this drops, real. but if they haven't, you will yeah. see them, and they're grand. They're gorgeous. They're gorgeous. Um, yeah, Zoe's fantastic. Yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, well, you can find our link tree is linktr.ee dot ee slash hwgw, and that's where to find any movie that we are currently talking about. Stream the episodes, where to find us on social media, and it's links to all kinds of other stuff. I keep adding stuff and getting more ideas for stuff we can put in the link tree. No one from link tree has ever told me how many links I can put, <laughs> so I'm just gonna keep doing it until they tell me to stop, because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Linktree is like, you know what, Hunter? That is enough. They're like, we thought we said it was unlimited, but no, it's not now. We said Linktree, not Link Forest. Yeah, really. Dickhead. This tree is tall. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's where you can get everything. And um, new episodes from Hate Watch, Great Watch every other Wednesday on moviejohn.com. That's every other Wednesday, moviejawn.com. And please consider supporting the Movie John Patreon at patreon.com slash moviejawn. All the time. All the time. Great new stuff. Movie John all the time. Love it. Yeah, it's great. A lot of fun stuff. And shop the South Street Art Mart because they have other stuff besides the boots. I know we talked a lot about the boots, but there's so much other stuff that's not sexy yeah. Furby boots. But if you're going to get something, you should get those. Yeah. Stickers, pins, t-shirts, sculpture, wall art. All kinds of posters and things like that, Cassette as well as tapes. like, yeah, that's right. Spray painted televisions by yes. yours truly. Spray painted electronics. Spray painted uh, electronics. Yeah, artisanally spray painted. <laughs> yeah, bespoke, <laughs> bespoke televisions. Ooh, look, 
I love how these colors go together. <laughs> there on it's this box. It's all neon, always. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for thanks for sincerely thank you for suggesting this because I'd never heard of it and I it's who, who the hell knows how long it would have been till I heard of it right and I just think everyone should hear of it and I think it should be a cult classic and I yeah. think we should do like a screening of it I would love to and I think it would be great but yeah thank you for coming on thank you for having me and happy birthday this is the perfect birthday movie for this me is, a, this is, is a, it not yeah this is a good birthday it is alright thanks very much right, happy birthday to me happy birthday bye bye Nancy and Larry, I had no idea, Ooh. man. It was back and forth Oh, there. right, because I didn't even mention them. No, that's... That's another set of parents. That's Christina Aguilera's parents. No, uh, it's not. It's Christina Aguilera. Aguilera. <laughs> oh, my God, we're both doing it. I blame the Voos, okay? It's the Voos. Blame it on the Voos. We got Voos. Voos. Aguilera's Christina Aguilera's parents. Right. This has been a Movie John podcast. Yeah. We've done something good here today.